ladies and gentlemen, what's happening? Straw hats. Monkey D. Travanti here. Again, my friends, family, my tribe. On the I Mean podcast. I mean, you know? But I miss y'all. Maybe you miss me a little bit. I don't know. Around the world, shout out to Dublin, Ireland, Singapore, El Salvador, America, New South Wales. We're growing. Thanks to you. And you. And y'all. You know what I mean? This upcoming episode is a roller coaster ride, truly. And I just want to begin by saying rest in power to Julio Coley Rowe, the recently deceased son in the first trimester of my nearest and dearest, JC, the host of the Jazzy Comedy Show, who was also my guest in this episode. It's really a ride. And I think there's something that can be taken away, a few things that can be taken away. I don't know what those things are. That's up for you to decide. And be sure to take this time to uh, subscribe to I Mean, available on all DSPs. And you can also subscribe to that jazzy comedy show, The Jazzy Comedy Show, available on all DSPs. The growth is exponential. Internationally known now, and also take the time to download. Go to your uh, your app st- your app store, Apple App Store, and there's an app called Bitcast. It's uniquely and strategically tailored toward podcasters and podcast lovers. You get to clip your favorite moments using your voice. It's going to soon change its name to Verb, but download BitCast and you are well on your way. And it's a beautiful and personal way to interact with us podcasters. We would love to hear from you. Really, we would. And I'm sure you have plenty to say. We love you. So we gonna dedicate this episode to all the fathers out there, all the sons out there, all the mothers out there, all the daughters out there, all the lost lives in 2020 and 2021. It's the thing is, uh, 
my son won't be counted in the numbers of deaths you know when you think of 2021. It happened. You don't count miscarriages so that I've seen this body. We don't get into it. Shout out to my brother Shamanti Waller for joining me for this very special episode. Shout out to Marciana YR for always just being amazing with the hip-hop coming out of East Oakland. Rain Clouds 2020 album. How you doing, Chavanti? Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you for being here. What's up, baby? What's up? Man. It's, um, thanks for having me, especially on this day of days. Um, rest in power. Rest in power to the, uh, the mighty, the mighty, the mighty, the mighty young, uh, Julio Coley Rowe. Rest in power. Praise the most high, brother. Rest in power, rest in power rest in son. Power. Uh, yeah, this was a, it was definitely a day of days, brother. I wasn't, um, you know, like I heard of miscarriages forever, right? Like my mama had them when I was young. Like you heard about people having them and you just don't quantify it. Right. It's almost like it's a word like supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. And then you actually see what that means. Um, and so it was very interesting because I knew, my wife was suffering from something for, you know, almost the last two weeks she had been having like spotting and blood clots and, you know, just different things that was like, okay, there's something happening here. Right. And, and I'm a, I'm a quiet researcher. So, you know, I wasn't talking even to you about it. We didn't talk six, seven times in the last two weeks. I didn't talk to nobody about it. I was just doing my research and like, all right, what's this mean? What's that mean? And, you know, I was reading that, you know, it was, it was a lot of signs for miscarriage, but I didn't even want to speak that to my wife because I wasn't trying to, you know, I wasn't trying to like deaden her spirit, so to speak, or have her mind in just a whole nother place. So I was like keeping a lot of that to myself. Um, but she was going through pain, bro. She was having like, I mean, real, um, you could just tell something was going on, right? Like the bloating was there, like the, uh, the hormonal changes just from like, uh, there was something happening. You can just tell something was happening. And then she was in some real bad stomach pain. And I asked, I said, you need to poop it out. And she was like, yeah, but I've been pooping. Uh, she was like, I know. I think you need to poop it out. And that child had already passed inside of her, you know. And uh, she took a, a hot shower. She said something told her she needed to take a really hot shower and just kind of soothe her, her uterus, her abdomen area. And uh, she said when she stepped out the shower, the baby just fell out. I mean, just just fell out. And thankfully, she caught it um, in the towel. You know what I'm saying? A royal purple towel to represent the royalty of my son. You feel me? Um, and I was in the garden. You know, I shared a little bit about this. I shared a little bit of this with you earlier, but just for the for everybody listening. Um, I was in the garden with my other two sons. You know, we were planting and cleaning and just kind of doing what we do. And my wife came outside and she was like, uh, she said, uh, I think you were right. I had a miscarriage. And I said, are you okay? And I gave her a hug. And I just, you know, don't really know how to explain my emotions at the time, but it was everything. Um, and she was like, yeah, I'm okay. And my wife, like I always say, my wife's strong as hell, you know, and she's, she's a little bit younger than me, but she's always carried herself like she was always, like uh, just a G of great wisdom, right? And she says, well, JC, you know, every time a woman 
um, have a period, technically they're rejecting a pregnancy. <laughs> like, mm. Mm. And I was like, okay, so, all right, well, whatever you're feeling, if you, you know, whatever you're going through, just let me know. You know, if you need to talk, if you need to chill, if you need a foot massage, back massage, a bath, like, just let me know, you know, because um, I want to be there for you. And she was like, well, you can see him. And I was like, is, I'm thinking like, she was on the toilet or something, right? And then she done, like, it's just all this, like, blood and mass in the toilet. And uh, so I'm like, all right, so I rush upstairs. And she says, it's in a purple tile. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means as I'm going upstairs, right? And I look in the toilet, and it's not, I don't see nothing in the toilet. And I look in the bathtub, and you can see, like, some blood spots in the bathtub. And then I see the purple tile on the floor kind of folded over. I open up the towel, and there's my child sitting in the towel. Um, I mean, obviously, my wife wasn't, you know, even out of her first trimester. So it wasn't fully formed as a human being the way that you know a human being, right? But, I mean, I'm, you know, I can tell what a head looked like. I can tell what a body looked like. I can tell where the arms was coming in, where the intestines were forming, where the legs were coming in, kind of had the tadpole uh, look still. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was like, yo, this is a, it's an actual baby. Like it's not, it's not just a clump of blood spots that I can't really conceive or recognize. Like I was like, I can, I'm not a scientist, but I can identify these points, you know? Um, I, didn't, I mean, I didn't know what to do, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, obviously it's not alive. It's, it's, it's it's nothing, it's nothing at this point, right? So it's a body of cells, if anything. Um, but I, so I folded them back and I just kind of tucked them away on the bathroom floor and I like went back to the garden with my kids, just like, like it was nothing, you know? Um, we got them laid down and I came downstairs and I turned on some Attack on Titan, which we can definitely hopefully talk about a little bit as well. <laughs> Oh, we're um, definitely discussing. <laughs> and as I was uh, watching Attack on Titan, I couldn't even couldn't even process. I just started crying, bro. I'm just I was crying for my son, and I went into a space in my mind where I seen all three of my sons. I seen little JC in the middle. I seen the beautiful Akobo sitting to his left, and I seen mm -hmm. little Julio sitting to his right and little Julio had like a almost like a 60s dude how little JC had when he was first born he had this a 60s pretty dude. bronze a 60s dude you know he had this pretty bronze skin he has a, a more narrow face than little JC or Hart um kind of how mine is now but definitely had some color you know I ain't get no color Hart didn't get no color um it was just a beautiful peaceful little child and, and I cried a little bit more and I, and I told him his name, you know, and when I buried him this morning, that was one thing I would thought was very important to speak that into the spirit world was like, don't think because you didn't get to come into this world, and get a social security card and get a recognition by the U.S. government that you are not a soul and a spirit and a being to me. Uh, you were my seed and your mother was cultivating you. And it could have been anything from 
that seed, uh, you know, not implanting in the egg properly as it went up into the uh, uterus and it didn't set right. I mean, it could have been a number of things. Um, but it's like, but you still exist. I love you. I'm your father. And your name is Julio Coley Rowe. You are my jewel. And in the heavens, when they ask you your name, you let them know, just like when somebody asks little JC his name, and he go, JC Rowe. You let them in the heavens know that your name is Julio Coley Rowe. And that you have a father and a mother that loves you. You have brothers that love you. You have a dog, Diamond, that loves you. And that you are important to us and you will be important to us all the days of my life. And one day, I hope to see you again and connect with you in the spirit world and laugh with you and see you play and smile and enjoy, just enjoy wherever you are, whatever you're doing, enjoy, be enjoyed. And I'm sorry that whatever we did to make it not possible for you to enter this planet in the right way, I truly apologize from the bottom of my heart. And if you shall choose to return, we are happy to receive you again. And we would do everything in our power to make this next journey easier than the last that you will come into full fruition and live out your life as my son uh, and I felt like he needed to hear that and I needed to say it because there's nobody else to say it to and when he fell out of his mother and she didn't know what to do and I didn't know what to do and there's no priest or no bishop or no imam or no a Jewish rabbi present to say a word but his father is here and I will always be here this spirit and hopefully another time in the flesh for him if he so choose to enter this planet again. I think it's very important as a father that we speak to our sons and that we love our sons, the ones who are living and the ones who've passed away because those spirits are true and real. And just because people can't see them like oxygen or the internet doesn't mean it doesn't exist and have a vibration and a frequency that creates life. And I can only hope that when they say energy cannot be created or destroyed, but only transfer from one entity into the next, that when his body lay rest, and his soul knew that it was not going to be formed for this time. That at the least, he could return unto me, his father. That I may bear him again in the spirit and truth.
so he can live his life. And I don't know if this makes any sense to anybody listening, or you, my brother, as you, you know, so peacefully listen to me uh, reflect. But again, I do think it needed to be said. Uh, and so again, Julio Coley Rowe, I love you. And the name Coley, I didn't choose to give it to my first son, J.C. Rowe, uh, J.C. Emmanuel Rowe V, even though I'm J.C. Coley Rowe IV. Um, I wanted to give him a Hebrew name to represent his heritage. And so I gave him the name Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And a lot of people know that who use that name in English and Spanish. Um, uh, for this son, I wanted him to know that he is a Kolero. And so as he's into the heavens, there are three other Kolero's present that he can connect to. And the word Koli comes from the Greek word that means victory. And so know that he has victory and everything that's good has Roe in it from a hero to a rose. And so I planted my little hero in the rose garden. And again, uh, I told him that I'm planting him near this rose bush because like this rose plant, he is strong and he is sharp, and he may blossom in any season that he chooses, just like a rose. And then I planted a beautiful purple tulip over his body that it may grow and represent life where his life isn't. Uh, and so, yeah, that is my story as your host, J.C. Rowe here on the Jazzy Comedy Show. And so if anybody has talked to me in person the last couple of weeks and I haven't, you know, so to speak, been myself, um, that's just been a part of my journey. And we all have our journey. And that's one thing, uh, one reason I wanted to share, and I think it's important that I have the type of guests that I have on this show because everybody has a story. And, uh, Pain is not unique to me. Suffering is definitely not unique to me. And the loss of life is not unique to me. Um, this is just, you know, my part of it. And uh, I hope that you all are strong in your journeys. Uh, if you're suffering from loss of life or any other type of pains. Uh, my dad said to me earlier, Chavante, he was like, be strong, you know, don't lose the faith. And I had to tell him, I am strong. I'm not even worried about that. And my faith is sound, praise the most high. I trust the most high for all things in my life, you know, all things. Mm -hmm. um, but there is something called grief. And, uh, you know, I didn't expect it, you know, even when I was reading about miscarriages, but uh, it's present. You feel me? So there it is. Um, yeah. Jazzy Comedy Show, bitch. Love y'all. Um there's got to be, you, like, you you have to leave room for that grief. Because way crazier things, or things equally as crazy, can happen if you don't process that properly. It can lead to more grief, you know. It could be an unending cycle of just grief. 
if you don't properly give yourself the space and time and the silence and the, you know, yeah, the off center of self to allow this to pass or just to get properly processed and put into its proper compartment so that you can uh, continue to live. Um, and the fallen's stead more so, you know. You've got you've got to continue where others couldn't. <laughs> Y'all should see my brother's face while his roommate keep uh, opening and closing that squeaky ass door that he got in there. <laughs> like, did I say it all? <laughs> <laughs> your face. If this was on TV, bro, that your that's ten thousand words. Oh shit! <laughs> that's how you know it's real. That's how you sure. know it's real. But um. As I was saying, it was a whole lot of things I didn't process, you know, until later in life. And it's crazy how that, I don't know, like when things like that happen. Now, of course, I'm not intimately familiar, but I ain't kind of familiar. But when you're in it, you know, and when you're in situations like that, they seem like forever. You know, at least in that moment, because you lose all sense of time. You yeah. know what I mean? And like you're thinking about loss and losing, you know, this and that. And then you just, you immediately forget about what's right there and what yeah. you, like you're there to be thankful for in spite of. Um, of course, you feel like that, you feel me? Like, yeah. I mean, I immediately go into, well, I have two beautiful living sons that are great in every form and fashion. And, they need me, right? And I want to be all the way present for them. Um, and so, right, I live my day, right? Today I lived my day. I buried my child before 8.30 this morning, um, right? Beautiful sunrise. We had a lot of stormy weather the last couple of weeks too. So maybe the heavens was responding to the loss of life. Mm -hmm. If so, I appreciate the angels, you know, for recognizing. Um, praise the most high for real. Um but it's like I had to go take little JC to Capoeira, you know, right there with his teacher in Berkeley and 10 other parents and their kids. And we got to laugh and play and sing all day like it's OK. And and I'm OK with that. Right. I'm I'm really OK with that. Right. Because I want to be 100 percent present for little Jay. Um, and he seen me cry that when I was burying Julio. And I could tell that was like he was just like, hold on, what's going on? He was trying to process that in himself because he's still only two. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I had to go through the rest of the day like, all right, I'm not going to just be, you know, crying around him all day because this is for me. You know what I'm saying? I need to process this. Um, he just need a dad. He just want to shoot his bow and arrow and play in the garden and slide down the slides and fight with his other brother. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. that's And that's all good, too, you know? And, and so I just think that, like you said, though, if we don't have that period of mourning and grief, though, it can, it can bear, it can turn a, it can turn a rift into a canyon over the years. You know what I'm saying? And so I think Melissa's been really good about um, kind of just being patient with me while I've been crying all throughout the day. And she finds me in these moments and she's just like, all right, baby, I understand. And, and she told me, she was like, I might 
go through that? She was like, I'm just handling it differently. And I'm like, baby, you handle it however you handle it. And I think that's part of what make our relationship, you know, sound is that we're both open to how we deal with however we deal with stuff. And I'm very, I mean, you know me, I'm very much, my emotions on my sleeve anyway. You know, something happened. I'm like, can y'all believe this shit? This everything just <laughs> happened, you know. Um, and Melissa, you know, she come from a culture of more like, okay, that happened. Well, I still got to smile and keep it moving. You know, it's a different type of strength she carried. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Grin and bear it. Yeah. Grin yeah. and bear it. And so, you know, I ain't mad at her for it. Uh, I think that. Living it, styles, huh? Yeah, it's different styles. And it, I mean, it works because she's been able to handle, you know, the babies throughout the day, even where I've kind of been quiet, even though I've been present. And I mean, who knows? In the week, I might be okay. I might still be in the, in the mess. I don't know. Uh, maybe she'll be in the mess. And then I'll have to, you know, be able to be the strong one at that moment. But I think that the relationship is the balance, you know. Was she looking at you at certain points like, nigga, it came out of me. <laughs> Nah, What's some insane listenership? I know, I know, I suck. Look, this my brother. He can say whatever I he wants. Suck. Oh, this God. is our. This is what we <laughs> look, do. Look, all the ladies listening are just like you're going to hell, yep. Jermaine. Hell in the handbasket. <laughs> <sighs> this is my brother. Look, if, if this is my, this is why he's the one debriefing this moment with me because if. If anybody can do it, this man can do it. And look, I, I, the Jazzy Comedy Show said that it will take a special kind of guy to do this special kind of job. I'm guessing this is what this is turning out to be, folks. Yeah, I mean, Goofy and that's what it is. Monkey D. Trevante and this twisted sense of humor. And this we got is- first the rights. That don't change just because, you know, my son is buried in the Rose Garden and Trevante's a rude asshole. Like, we're not going to change the rules for him. Like, Right, your son like, is changed. He- your son is changing the world, <laughs> literally changing the world. You know what I'm saying? I haven't grown a thing at all. Nah, it's uh, it's always love for real. But she, I mean, like seriously, she could have definitely been looking at me like, "Damn, nigga, why are you just crying all day?" Like, it, yeah, I'm the one going through the actual pain. But truthfully, she did <laughs> understand. You know, she was uh-huh. just kind of like. He, he need to have his moment. Um, that might have been I, for the women listening who were like, oh, <laughs> okay, what about what about her? What about her? <laughs> I know. Now, and so the, on the flip side, for the ladies listening, right, like it's not like I've just been crying like a little bitch in the basement, you know what I'm saying, curled up into the fetal position, right? I've definitely provided the foot massages and the back massages today and you know, neither one of us did any cooking or cleaning. You can believe that. We ordered out. And if I go upstairs right now, it's, it looks like a one-year and a two-year-old lives up there and they run the household because today they had more or less full reign. Uh, but we'll, you know, we'll get it back together. It's just, it's, but you got to be able to process this stuff, right? And I think that for the, the thing that makes, I think, our family very interesting and your family is a lot like it is that we're very, we're very internal folks, right? So it's not like we're calling the doctor, dealing with that, like especially with COVID and everything else going on. It was like, we can call the doula, we'll call the midwife. Like we got some people paid to consult, but not we're not just going to rush to the hospital all the time and 
and put her at further risk and do all of that. Like we're not rushing to her parents or our parents, right? We're like, we kind of deal with our shit, you know what I'm saying? And so that's been part of our family, like that we've created between my wife and I and our children is like, we deal with so much internally, like people would never know until I guess I run my mouth from the Jazzy Comedy Show, but how we deal with it, it enables us to literally like build mountains on top of mountains that we've conquered where we look back and we're like, Oh, that does look like the Rocky mountains. That wasn't shit. Cause we just, we just worked through that shit together. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and it's kind of important, you know, to be able to work through that. I mean, our first son, Melissa was in labor for fucking 80 hours, bro. Yo, that's yo. three plus days. That's bro. days. Uh, listenerships, yeah. get your steno pads out. Yeah, like plug in the uh Pythagorean theorem, and uh, no, that's days, man. Yeah, that's we, a long so, time to be doing yeah. one thing. And we went through everything from we was at the house for a day trying to do the home at birth with the bath and the midwife and three or four doulas. They got Melissa stretching and on the scarf on the door. And those who've been through that know what I'm talking about. That's some it's some work. You know, they got the oils burning, the incense look like Erica Badu in the living room at all times. Like like we was really. Say that, bro. Trying to trying to pull this baby out, and uh, and we ended up having to go to the hospital anyway. And then all the chemicals that we didn't want, she ended up having to have, and that still didn't work. And at the end of the day, we had a C-section, and that was a whole another thing, bro. Because little JC came out perfectly still, and I was thinking, oh, my baby ain't even crying. Look at that, he's strong. Nah, nah, this Negro wasn't even breathing. You had to punch him in the forehead like in Men in Black. Hey, welcome to Earth. Stick. (laughs) Wake up, nigga. It's time to go. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go. She stuck that little blue booger thing that we all know what it is, but I don't know the name of it, in his mouth. Basically choked him out. He coughed up a bunch of green stuff, and and my son was like, <laughs> I mean, he thought he was Arnold Schwarzenegger when he came out on Michael John White. He was breathing all heavy. This Negro flexing both biceps and stuff. A fist pop balled up. I was just like, welcome to earth. He was like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Let me catch my breath real quick. <laughs> and the baby nurse is like, uh, so this is going to take about 10 minutes for him to like get oxygen throughout his body in a way for him to like balance out his air. And she got the little testers on him. Two minutes into it, she's like, uh, he's at 99%. I think he's good. I was like, yeah, that, that's my son. I guess that's so how they fucking breathing like that. <laughs> I guess he, he did catch up quick. Bro, the Bruce Lee chi breathing going, bro. He been, was, yeah, that was a yogi, uh, yogi breath work he was doing. Right. You know, came out, get the DMT to come flowing out of the pineal. You know what I'm saying? With them ancient mystic breath techniques. Uh, nah, I would need. I would have to have a conference with my body or whatever's responsible for not waking me the fuck up when it was time for me to, like, like when it was go time in life. Like, nigga, wake up, body. What are you doing? So, so this is the interesting thing about being in labor for three days, right? So he had been pushing. So you got to think this baby was just as tired as Melissa. Uh, he had been pushing, and when he when they cut him out, he had a bruise in the middle of his forehead from where he was pushing, I mean, literally. And I remember, like, praying then and 
like tuning in with him in the spirit and being like, son, I need you to push. Like you and your mom is going to have to work together and get you out of there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And knowing how little JC is now, he was like that even inside his mama's stomach. He was like, bro, I'm doing everything in my power to get out. I'll bang my head if that's what it's going to take. Um, but, it, you know, sometimes it, it's not enough, right? And so that's why the C-sections exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank God for the cesarean section. Like, if, uh, you know, this has saved millions of women lives and millions of babies all over the world, right? Like, it's very, very important that we have this, the C-section in modern medicine for, like, breach pregnancies and so many other things that can happen. Um, and after three days of little JC, you know, pushing and his mama pushing and them basically just being worn out together, he passed out. He just passed the fuck out. Like, so when they cut him out, he was pale, pale. Like, mm. I mean, his skin was like, like snow white. You know what I'm saying? If you know little Jay, he got a beautiful caramel bronze skin. I always say he bronze like Jesus, you know? But yeah, he's he had... He darkened than both of us easy, you know what I'm saying? But he didn't have any oxygen in his body at that for like basically he had to catch up. You know what I'm saying? Burnt sienna, I think is the color on the color wheel Burnt to describe sienna. what color that nigga is. Burnt sienna. Hey, okay. When you older listening to this, you have my permission to punch your Uncle Javante in the face for calling you Burnt Sienna on the Jazzy Comedy Show. Do you know how next level at Kung Fu I'm going to be by then, young niggas? Before you think you can fucking try me, just know that I'm going to be way better then than I am now at the fisticuffs and the Kung Fu moves. That's that's always going to be true. <laughs> right. We got you enrolled in Capoeira right now and karate. And you're only two years old. Javon, <laughs> it started like five years ago. So if you just keep going from now until you 20, you're going to have 18 years in the game. He only going to have 23 years in the game. And he's going to be an old-ass nigga at that point. So, you know. My experience won't cease. It's going to continue. <laughs> you're going to add more years. <laughs> you're in trouble, dog. You're in trouble. Just, <laughs> With the Capoeira. If your body breaks down, Capoeira can't save you. No longer limber man. <laughs> All right. I just want y'all to hear my uh, beautiful brother, Chavanti, threaten my two-year-old son here on the Jesse Comedy Show. He is leaving threat for the future. This Negro won't be legally able to even take an ass whooping for like 15, 16 more years. But Chavanti's already putting it in the basket. Like, yo, fuck you. <sighs> you know what? I will let, I will let an embryo know. I'll let them know, like, look, man, from the moment you come out of the amniotic fluid, there are consequences for your actions. Look, there's consequences for your actions. Monty <laughs> is Bernie Mac in the flesh. Rest in peace. <laughs> Rest in power, Bernie. Oh, man, we hey, miss you. Hello to Julio, man. Keep him laughing for me, Bernie. What's happening, Julio, Bernie? Oh, man. man. <sighs> so this is how my demented family handles death. Literally, bro. And that's I think that's okay. I think we have to be able to get to our lives. And all tragedy, you know, comedy comes out of tragedy anyway. So if we can't laugh about it. I mean, what else is it? That's where comedy's born. Yeah. So I just it, but uh, you know, this whole process has definitely had me reflecting on on my son's experiences, like, you know, how different each of them have had uh coming out. Cause Hakobo came out. I mean, Hakobo came out like a fucking just a nice pancake at IHOP, just, just fluffy and ready and just light brown, just like, <laughs> just, 
there you go. Just throw some butter on him and he ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Kobo. He he is butter color too. <laughs> he is color of butter. He, he looks is. like Mark. Hard Yeah. I'm gonna nickname him Vanilla Bean. I'm telling you. They call him Bonbon, which I think means marshmallow in Spanish. So let me tell you this about me. You didn't notice about me. In listenership, we've been friends for forever, most of our lives at at, at uh, this point. Um, that's my nickname, sir. <laughs> Hold up. Your nickname is Bonbon Chavante? That's the main nickname. As a kid, I'm telling my mom. I'm telling her tomorrow. Ma, guess what? They nicknamed Jacobo Bamba, and I he never knew that that was my fucking soft ass pink berry <laughs> frozen yogurt ass nickname. That is hilarious. So, Bonte, Bonte, Bamba, Bonte, Bonte, Bamba. All right, check it. Javante been living in LA for like eight to ten years or something, so he got a nice caramel complexion, too. You know, this nigga looked like the inside of a Twix or something. Do I have to pause that? I feel like I have to pause that. <laughs> it sounded pretty gay, but it actually wasn't. Okay. We just well, have, we're used to them super ultra close-ups of a Twix or a candy bar getting broken in half all seductively and shit. Is that what it is? Yeah. So they sexualized the presentation of the candy bar in the commercials all, all our lives. How's that when you use it as an analogy? Yeah. So it just sounds gay no matter what you say or do. Because it's also a bar, so it's the shape and form factor, and yeesh is the response. Hey, well, if you're going to go into all that, I'm definitely pausing that shit after all that. <laughs> yeah, I might have said too much. It might have been okay had I not made it seem so additionally gay to say. With my in-depth EA Sports Science analysis of what the fuck you just... he been living in L.A. a long time, so now y'all know what's up. West Hollywood in the building. We see you. You were the one who uttered these words. I was the doctor to break down using my expertise. What the fuck had just transpired? You you, have, you you live in LA. It makes sense. I got you. It's all good, bro. I see what you mean now. Because I understand it to such a degree because of the area of the earth I live in. That is why I was able to break it down to such a degree is what you're implying. I I understand. I walked right in. I'm just saying your professorship come from experience through your environment uh, locally. Listenership, I'm sure by now you realize how much this has backfired on me trying to be <laughs> trying to be the smarty art nigga with my jokes and my my fucking put downs and comebacks and uh, I end up saying the gay he did. He don't want to say the gay shit. Oh. <laughs> Look, y'all can hear more uh, pause-worthy conversations on the I Mean podcast, uh, just on the Jazz Comedy Show when I Mean shows up, just for the record. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm an asshole. I'm just playing. We love y'all. And we love gay people. <laughs> That's how you get girls. Fuck y'all. Look, <laughs> also, you niggas are not immune. No one's immune to these jokes. You're not immune. Immune. Bruh. You're not immune. No one's immune. Nobody is immune. No, no one's immune. Comedy don't give a fuck. You're not immune. Yeah. Like, I wish gay people would try to talk talk about us for talking about them. They'd be like, yo, we, we just clowned my dead son and one of my alive sons. You think you was going to get excused, bro? And goofy Who as Monkey D. Trevante. <laughs> <laughs> we really did, bro. We really like, did. Yeah. It's like, Who the fuck are you, bro? Like, Who the fuck are you? Bells? 
Look who, bells. look who we just look at the bells. Yeah, like, look at who we already uh, you know, sneak dissed, <laughs> jokingly because it's all in love. But look who we was oh, willing to sneak this. Come on, man. It's all in love. <sighs> if joke, I'm in love. Nobody who hates another person be like, yo, let's play the dozens. No, not, <laughs> not the dozens, not the dozens. But they do try to uh, talk fly and pop fly and get. Pop flat, you know, sometimes. I mean, it's like, hey, 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 how about this? <laughs> how about this? You know what I'm saying? That's true. B- bullets okay, are so- hilarious. <laughs> Say something now. Hey, look, and cheap. That's why they get they keep shooting and shit. Yeah, because they can't take a joke. That's what we, we need to GameStop bullets. Uh, and everybody start investing in bullets. Drive up the fucking price of bullets. Yo, shout out to Chris Rock. Damn, he, he must have did something. He's got ten thousand dollars worth of bullets in his ass. I'm telling you, shout out to Chris Rock. That look, bullet that's control was over twenty years ago. I don't know why it hasn't been implemented yet, but bullet control would do some things. I'm telling you, make it costly. You know, like and the more bodies, that's, you know, the more bodies that stack up, that causes inflation. So now the bullets cost more. It's because you're murking right. more. You murking more, they cost more. Now it's more difficult to afford to be able to kill a nigga. You see how this that economic system? I just established a murder capital. How are we gonna call like what kind yeah, of you what can't call of- it that one? <laughs> 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 you named it. I was like, hold up, no, back up. That now you went back to Detroit, Chicago, Oakland. Like, I'm, ta- <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm talking about. Money I'm talking about the little e- yeah, just a little small economical system. That exists within the framework. They'd be like, I created a murder capital system. They'd be like, you're not the first one, nigga. (laughs) All right, so the murderers invented it. I'm just coming up with a full, a foolproof, fail-safe way to just un, just to understand the dynamics that exist between murder rate and murder cost. Right. That's it. Y'all keep murdering niggas. It's gonna get harder to do. It's more expensive. It's gonna fucking break the bank. That'll maybe make niggas like broke ass niggas is like, damn, I, ooh, I wish I could. Ooh, if I had the money. Just like Chris Rock was saying. It's random, but I was looking at them numbers the other day. I think I called you when I was looking at all the numbers from like the 2020 deaths in uh, California. Yeah, you were like, I've got some sobering news for you, sir. Very, very sobering, right? Even though, oh, speaking of that, all right, I just. Man, it's so much to say. Toronto, you got give me. Can I get like forty five seconds? I just need to do a little jazzy comedy show rant for the people. Talk your shit. Jazzy comedy show rant in the building. JC Rowe, your host with I mean podcast host Monkey D. Trevanti. So first point, y'all know we smoking on the show. Cannabis for change. Y'all know anything about cannabis for change? This is farmerfelon.com. Check them out. Hashtag cannabis for change. Hashtag farmerfelon.com. If you're on Instagram, is at farmer and the felon. That is farmer and the felon on Instagram, farmerfelon.com. So the Jazzy County show been pretty busy also in the last two weeks. You gotta say when I go through pain, I also decide to handle some business. So we don't have we got a new few new sponsors in the building. So there's a local cannabis company here in Oakland that does delivery service, which is great. And I'm not gonna say they super on time, but it's definitely worth the wait. They have five-star quality cannabis, green on the go. You can find them on your Google right here in Oakland. And they source their cannabis from farmer 
felons. So people who have felonies in California are not able to get uh, living wage jobs who have actually turned into the cannabis industry as a form of sending their family. So by us smoking their 420, we're supporting these farmers who are these felons who are farmers trying to turn their life around and take care of their families. So we want to give them a shout out green on the go cannabis for change farmerfelon.com as one of the new sponsors of the Jazzy County show. We also want to give a shout out to our big homie who's a sponsor of the I mean podcast and the Jazzy County show Marcus Sonoma, a founder of BitCast. Everybody needs to download BitCast on the Android and Apple app soon to be known as verb. What's the word? Hit me on the verb. When you hit me on the verb, it's a way you can leave a comment with your voice. You know how you be wanting to leave a comment, but you be like, I don't feel like typing this shit. You ain't got to type this shit no more. You record your comment. It transcribes it for you. It places it on whatever you decide to comment on. It's a great way for you to comment with us on the Jazzy County Show. I'm always asking for feedback from you motherfuckers, and I don't never hear nothing. Well, now y'all can hit me on the verb because I don't be reading that shit. And I told you I wasn't going to read that shit, but I listen. I listen. So now before I end my Jazzy County show rant, because I know Toronto's looking at me like, oh, see, that was very sweet. He didn't know that I've been waiting to say something for about 15 minutes on the call. He didn't try to redirect the conversation so we wouldn't get back to it. This motherfucker was called Bonbon growing up, Marshmallow. And so my initial point before we went into all of the other different tree limbs that we went into is that this marshmallow looking nigga actually does look like a marshmallow as long as he's not in Los Angeles. So so it makes sense. But see, what y'all don't know, if y'all actually meet Monkey D. Trevante on the streets, whether you see him on Sunset Boulevard or somewhere in Burbank or downtown L.A., he's rarely downtown L.A. unless he's with one of his homies doing the premiere. So it happens, but he don't just go down there and hang out just so y'all know. You know what I'm saying? All his females is in the valley and shit. They kind of bougie. But when this nigga not in L.A., he looks like a marshmallow. You catch this man in Cincinnati or the Kentucky region, the Ohio Valley in like between November and February. Bro, this is a white guy with an Arab beard. I'm just letting y'all know. These attacks. He's a white guy with an Arab beard. I want y'all to know he looks like, who what was one of them white guys that did a Middle Eastern movie? Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise always uh, shit. Ethnic. Some black guy? <laughs> Some black guy. <laughs> yeah. He looks like some black guy in Egypt. I look like... Right JC, what JC's trying to say, bless his heart. What he's trying to say is that I look like some black guy named some white guy. Right, crazy, right, no, listeners? No, like no, some no, black no, no, guy no. named some white guy. What? What are the odds? Direct what I said. No, no. What are the odds? No, 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 no. This man looks like a marshmallow. What kind of marshmallow look like a black guy? What kind of guy looks like a marshmallow? I'm just trying to figure this out here. Look, look you got to ask your mama for that one. I don't know. <laughs> you, look, no, explaining these listenerships, if you're talking about the com- like the complexion, the color of a nice, well-roasted and toasted properly s'more marshmallow or just Nobody looking like a marshmallow, built like a marshmallow. Or marshmallow, and I didn't talk about how you built. What you? The, no hey, one's man. ever seen me before. This is so. a hilarious thing about Trevante. Anybody who actually has him know he's built like the Silver Surfer, but just like a 21 year old fucking model girl out of San Francisco, the insecurities is present. So he's like, oh, "Do you think I look? I'm built like a marshmallow? What the fuck, bro? I don't think what that you fuck? think that I'm built like a marshmallow, but these niggas who are listening like don't know." <laughs> So they might think you built like a marshmallow. It's a strong possibility. 
That's, That's a, a new hashtag. I'm definitely verbing that shit. Monkey D Chavante. Verb that shit. What's the verb? <laughs> what What's the verb? What's the word? Monkey D Chavante, the marshmallow. Monkey D Chavante, the marshmallow. Marshmallow. Monkey D Chavante, the marshmallow. I think that I handled just, this quite well, listeners. I, I'm just saying, look, he might look like a He's toasted s'more type marshmallow in LA because he's been toasted by the LA sun that doesn't go away ever. This man began ever. trying to uh, shiv me in the kidney with the bonbon comment, but he skibbity doop dap dipped over into the realm of uh, what What are you jiving, uh, jibber jabbering about right now? My complexion, my coloration, my That's light skinnedness. Oh, Out of nowhere, but I did have this coming. I was talking shit in the beginning of the podcast, so I know. And you look like a marshmallow. My son looked like a marshmallow. Trevante looked like a marshmallow. I'm just saying he hides his marshmallow complexion under the California sun. That's all I'm saying. And as Kendrick Lamar said, look, complexion I don't have, mean the thing. I so have I ain't nothing tripping. to hide. Listenership, straw hats. I have nothing to hide. Yes, I'm bright. I'm light bright. Hot white skin. Didn't I'm your like parents adopt down. you? If you niggas could see this nigga talking about <laughs> me, nigga. If you niggas could see the nigga talking about me, nigga. Man. Uh, everybody I'm, know the angel missed my melanin inject before I got released to Earth. You bro. know what, but bro? Who made a mistake, but they definitely slipped up on my melanin inject, bro. No golden. No brown. No golden brown. It's okay. Oh, oh, you saying me? I don't even have golden in my brown or my light skin. There's no, there's no brown, no golden. It's okay. It's okay. I'm golden at least, nigga. Golden, you can be yellow and be golden. You nigga. know what? Like India Reeves, she was not her hair. You were not your color. How about oh, that? Oh, this how, motherfucker. How about this that? Huh? Okay. Huh? See, this is the problem. I'm trying I, to get rid of racism. I, I'm trying to change the I, world. I am the most Negroist person of the negroes i love the negroes my hair is curly my lips is thick my nose is big and my dick is long and wide just no one my, needed to know all of those specifics and details especially me just because my complexion <laughs> Yo. don't match chocolate nigga Man. that's right you're racist bro you know what? I think that we all got it. He was white. I think I that we all white. we all have a we all have a dollop a dollop of racism in us. We really do. We can't we, we can't get That's around it. Who we, the fuck says dollop? What does that mean? A dollop. You know, D O L O P. You know, like lollipop nigga. A dollop. You know, just a dab. You know, just a you know. Dab, like a little stabby stab. You know, just a little jibber jab. You know, just jibber a little. Yeah, all the you know, phrases, just y'all. A little oh. piece. <laughs> just a little bit. Just, you know, just the vittles. You know, just a little bit. Just a dollop of racism. We all just got the... that. We can't help it. Look at our society. Products of our environment. It's racist as fuck. We end up being. It happens. We I try. Check it. We're going to play a little Marciano YR real quick from Rain Clouds 2020. Oakland rapper in the building representing the town. I got to go to the bathroom. Fuck y'all.
bluff, but you gotta play it tough, my nigga, don't let your head hang. Yeah, she got some nice thighs, but a demon in disguise, keep your eyes peeled. Ladies and gentlemen, be sure to take this time to subscribe to the I Mean Podcast, I-M-E, Triple A-N, also the Jazzy Comedy Show. That's my brother's comedy show. That's his podcast. It's beautiful. It's amazing. He most recently, uh, he had a nice in-depth interview with the legendary uh, chair of the SCLC. Formerly chaired by, uh, you know, not the Martin Luther King. So, and that was near... Martin Luther King's birthday and uh, the uh, celebration so on Martin Luther King Day. So please follow the Jazzy Comedy Show, bitch, and also the I Mean Podcast, man. It's all up. And we appreciate you. Hopefully you're safe and sound. And we're back. Man, he said we back, so I had to stop the music on the y'all bitches. But what's good? My brother, my brother, I do appreciate you. You're like a... Fucking Dr. Phil and, like, literally Bernie Mac at the same time, you know? I ain't like, scared of you motherfuckers. <laughs> shout out, shout out. You definitely helped me feel better. Um, not that this is, like, an emotional thing. It's like, okay, I feel better now. It's all good. It's like, nah, I mean, it's a process, but, mm-hmm. you know, I think this is part of life, right? You got to be able to laugh and live and love with your people and, uh, you know, but like Julio can appreciate all the jokes if he listening. Because he knows that he's funny. I've been funny, motherfuckers. Julio got it honest. You know, how could Julio not understand where we're coming from? You know? You and him. You feel he me? He is of you. You know what I'm saying? So I think the joy comes from the contrast between your lowest lows and then your highest highs. You know what I mean? Like the joy is the measurement of how wide a chasm that is from that lowest low to the highest high, Mm. you know, and just knowing that those have to both equally exist for you to experience what this joy thing is. Mm. Otherwise, what value does it have? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why, you know, people who, have never gone without they are nothing when they lose anything you know what i'm saying because they didn't have to find a system by which to derive pleasure in just living and absorbing and breathing life and just like just living a life just being here and just being able to try again and try again it's like they didn't have to do that they weren't born without so they don't know what it's like. So them having things doesn't mean anything. You see what I'm saying? Them having abundance, it's not abundance to them. It's just what normal is. And so when they, like, where like where else do you go to find this joy? Well, <laughs> I'm not going to go and do what that nigga is doing downtown. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? In that tent surrounded by them knees. I'm, I'm not about to do what he's doing to try to recreate adversity so that I could possibly understand what it means to have things. I, I, I just have things. And I think that that's where a lot of misery comes from too. As odd as that seems and sounds, right? Because that stuff's mm-hmm. valuable to us because we're nice to having a bunch of valuables or right. things that they have deemed valuable. Yeah. You know, we're without a whole lot. 
you know? Yeah. So that gives us things to look forward to. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's, a, as bizarre as that sounds, that gives no, us think- a kind of power you know, it's Growing like up, gives you ability to appreciate what you have is what you're saying, and and I hope that's true. I don't think it always reigns true, but um, a desire for things it cultivates. We want shit bad because <laughs> we used to not having shit, and told her we can't have shit. Okay, <laughs> so, All like right. a house, <laughs> yeah, like a house <laughs> across this country, like a house, yeah, like a portable rent, <laughs> like shit, yeah, right. Cost five dollars a gallon, shit. That's a California thing. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, back home, oranges would be like two dollars a gallon in California, where the oranges are, is more expensive. So you go explain that one. Like Yo, Martin, Martin, say go run and tell that shit. Where, <laughs> where they do that at? You know what I'm saying? That's what they say. Where we from? Where, where? I really do need somebody to explain that. How are oranges orange juice cheaper in Kentucky? Than it is in California, and California make the fucking oranges. I got four orange trees in my backyard right now. I don't even buy oranges in, at the orange at the store, but I'm like, but when I buy orange juice, I gotta spend bank. Now, obviously, five dollars ain't bank to some of you motherfuckers, but for the rest of us who work for a living, fuck y'all, it's bank. I know the price of orange juice, and the price of milk, and the price of eggs. Orange juice prices went way up, didn't they? I'm saying they got that luxury brand. Uh, Simply, uh, Simply Orange came out, fucked the game up. Then Tropicana was like, oh, "Okay, y'all want to pay that much for orange juice? Well, I can add a dollar to mine." That's what happened. And then they start giving you less than a gallon too. We still buy just the traditional orange juice in the like milk gallon. Oh, like the, and the big ass Tampico jug. Yeah, it's not gallon. Tampico, you uh, cheap ass nigga. But yeah, call we get the juice. It's not the Talking drink, niggas. Talking about my pappy? Dad brought him a Tampico. <laughs> the off-brand no. Sunny D, which is off-brand orange juice. The off-brand right. to the off-brand. Like, no, orange juice. Yeah, it's like 99% water, sugar, and corn syrup. Not even with, dang. What an interesting yeah. flavor profile. I'm like, what kind of what kind of fruits? So we get actual orange juice, but we're not getting like the, you know, the bougie, you live in the hills of Bur- uh, Burbank orange juice, uh, you know, Simply Orange or anything like that. Sorry. Are Shout we- out to Simply Orange. We just can't afford you in my neck of the woods here in Oakland. Are we still along the lines of, are, are we still shitting on orange juice? Like, because I know that at some point. Yeah, I was trying to shit on you too in that if the viewers called it, I don't know. I was I was doing like a double shit. It was like a diary. I was shitting on orange juice. Yeah. And the fact that you're in Burbank and you bougie enough that you buy Simply Orange like a fancy motherfucker and the rest of us buy like just the jug oranges. Like Spelling you know. out your jokes again for your listeners, are we? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh that's cold, have faith. Man. Have faith in your people. Have faith. Ye have faith. Jazzy comedy show, bitch. <laughs> no, nah, but I'm asking seriously, are they still shitting on orange juice? Remember at some random time, 2016, 17, probably, they were like, yeah, orange juice is high in sugar. I'm like, so is there fucking thing else that is on earth. Uh, grass is high in sugar, chlorophyll. But are they still shitting on orange juice? Because I kind of stopped drinking orange juice when I saw that they was. Actually, I don't. It's on all of my fucking juices. But I do remember they were shitting on it for a while. Because I remember stopping it for a little while, too. Like, oh, okay, just it's in case. To be bad. But 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it's orange juice. It's, it's like orange what the fuck juice. Like if these, if you had the oranges and you juiced them, I can drink it, right? Like what the? Don't do shit to it, but put a bottle of that shit. Like I don't know. Like, you know, I mean, don't put Lake Seventy Nine in there. You know, you can keep that out. Yeah. But everything else, just what orange juice is, I guess. Yeah. The apple juice is interesting to me because I actually juice apples. Like I love apples. You know, being from Michigan, we we're like an apple state. And so I buy a hell of apples at the store all the time. We juice them all the time. When you juice apples, it comes into like, a, I don't know. It's like a creamy, yellowish, white look. It almost looks like creamy grape juice, right? Like It's the, cloudy. Yeah, like cloudy no grape juice. juice. It doesn't look like that golden shit you buy at the store. You buy apples. I don't That's know the what best that point. Oh. I was trying to figure out where you was going with this. Yeah, nigga. Yeah. I juice apples every fucking day. I've never had my apple juice come out looking like that other fucking shit that looks like dehydrated nigga piss. Yeah, like where did you get golden brown anything? Like, you know what does look like that? Apple cider, which they use apple cores for. I don't know if they're chewed or not. We'll let them figure that out. But I'm like, if you're using apple cider and then you're turning it into a juice maybe that's why it gets that color but it's definitely not anything they name apple juice is not apple juice it's like pure apple what is Even it if it's amber it's amber it yeah amber amber like the uh, apple isn't amber an apple has a red peel and it has like a whitish flesh sometimes you got red spots in it or green spots in it like from the veins like a tree but i've never seen an amber apple unless it went bad and you wasn't supposed to eat it because it had like a you know a brown spot on it or something also like fresh cold pressed rotten apples that are brown by then which honestly wouldn't surprise me you know that's it's always some you know soylent green story behind (laughs) what actually is the shit that we are actually like we're eating people who the fuck knows the story behind the apple juice? Verbus at the I Mean Podcast and the Jazzy Comedy Show Podcast on the BitCast app that is now becoming Verb. Let us know the story behind apple juice. If you're from a town that have like the first apple juice, let us know if y'all pissing in it or if it's beer. What the fuck gives it its amber light color? I want to know. Speaking of the best Apple product in the history of Apple products to me, okay, I might be stretching, but have you had an Angry Orchard? Angry Orchard? Yeah, that's good. You're talking about like just pure Apple Angry Orchard? So those are two of my favorite Apple beers. So one is, uh, the first one I ever had was in like Syracuse, New York, Woodchuck. Have you had a Wood? No, actually, those are good. Woodchucks are nice, but what's even sweeter, a little sweeter? Is an angry orchard, which is from a not a distillery, but a, a brewery from Cincinnati. That's a Cincinnati beer. Uh, that's an Ohio beer. That's what's up. I never knew that because that shit I had for the first time. Angry Orchard I had in Syracuse because we drank a lot of beer in Syracuse because it's nothing to do but drink a lot of beer in Syracuse. So shout out to Syracuse. That's what they hey, do. Shout out. Um, so. Yeah, Angry Orchard for the first time there. I thought it was something local to the nerds who make drinks there. Nah, Cincinnati. I love it. You know, there's a, I can't remember the name of the shop, but it's some cool, funky, hippie uh, 
cafe bar in Berkeley, right, which would be in Berkeley, where they only sell cider, beers, and wine. And I think they have that one that you just said, Angry Orchard. It, it's a Cincinnati wine. And then I think they even do it with like a bourbon mix as like a cocktail. You know oh, what I'm saying? Something probably like 10, 11%. Mm-hmm. And that'll punch you in the mouth like an Allen Gas right. Kiryu. So I had one before open mic when I was just, you know, starting my comedy and I was feeling really good about my set. I, I had smoked a little bit before, which, you know, smoke, smoke a lot before it fuck you up. Smoke a little bit, you kind of get right. And so I smoked a little bit and I had this little cider drink with a little shot of bourbon and I'm like sipping it or whatever before my show. And I go up probably 40 minutes after I'm sipping. Man, I lost every punchline to the joke. It was some white dude. He stood up and back. He was like, for real? Fucking finish the joke or get off the stage. <laughs> oh, like, eat a dick, but true. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm, I'm getting around to it. Fuck you, but thanks for the advice. Like, I'm drunk. I don't drink. This drink fucked me up, bro. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, you know, on a scale of 1 to 100, 11% sounds like a small amount of something. So I didn't think it was a lot out of 100 it's a whole right. lot <laughs> for a fucking that, beer. For like 21-year-old you or like 31-year-old you, right? 21-year-old me, I would have been like, man, I'll take 40s and then and ruined, and, and, and ruined your night. I mean, eventually, but I would have been able to go on set, you know, do my do my little set. At, at 31, nigga, one drink, I'm ha- I'm always done. I, I just have to know that about myself. I get five minutes in and my brain is like, oh, so you just want to be stupid tonight, huh? Okay, fuck it. And my brain just gets rid of all rules and coordinations and it don't go left from right, up from down. I cannot drive drunk. Like some people can drive drunk. I could never drive drunk. Police be like, what the fuck was you doing, nigga? You was driving on the mailboxes. No one should. Get your steno pads out, listenership. No one should drive drunk. No one here condones those actions at all whatsoever. Javante's like working for PBS right now. He's like, we don't condone drinking and driving ever. Look, Captain nope. Plan is walking through my living room no. right now telling us about the dangers of not cleaning up the antifreeze in your driveway because dear love of the taste. Hey, is that true? Was that actually true? You look, they sold me, nigga, at age six. So <laughs> it might as well be Captain Planet said it. Yeah, Who are you, JC, to fucking doubt Captain Planet? I ain't nobody, He's, bro. We come to Captain shit. Planet. You know how hard like, it Captain is to be that nigga. You know, government got to deal with environmentalists today. Yeah, yes. <laughs> shit. Come you know, on. All these people mad about look land rights, water rights, as they should be. But it's just yeah. funny. It's like, if there was no Captain Planet, nobody would even give a fuck because we wouldn't know no better. There's some other things going on. People fighting for. There's some other things going on too, as well. Also. You know. The water fight's important, you know. Like the water important. most important one because that's what like over the next hundred years, that's what niggas gonna go to war over. It's gonna be water. Yep. You know, like Africa dealing with it with the Nile River and other rivers. Like I kinda don't wanna be there for all of those dumb fights. How dumb think of how stupid these fights are today. Oh boy. Wait until twenty eighty one. I won't be there by then. I shouldn't be there by then. Come on, medical science, slow the fuck down. I'm not trying to be there by then. Fucking see, bruh. Like, is it that like, every navy ship knows how to desalinate? Can sea. y'all please desalinate the place? They, I killed Monterey, 
Monterey Ray does it. Desalinated eyes. I like that. That's Des- a, that's a eyes. Can y'all please desalinate eyes? <laughs> the fucking ocean, which is forever. Never that then, nigga. <laughs> Don't nobody say that now, not like you say that not now, not a nigga. <laughs> oh man, you crazy. That's not like- Desalinatedized. That's what we need y'all to do is to desalinatedize. And we ain't going. We ain't got to ever worry about not having enough water. As long as we got sun to make that shit precipitate. Precipitate. When I retire, I'm going to move to Monterey Bay because they got a desalination water factory over there. I don't even know if it's called a water factory because who the fuck knows how water works? Look, that's, where they, that's where they build water the water, works. okay? So it's a water factory. It builds water. It's like they build water over there. So the water manufacturing plant where they manufacture the H with the 2 and the O, put them together, take away the salt. What's the what's salt? What's the salt can, uh, chemistry thing? Is it I something? It is. There's... Um, Sodium chloride, so yeah, sodium chloride. It's NA, it's NA. Fuck, NaCl2. Look, verb that shit, verb that shit. We right, bro. Shavanti water in the building, bringing back eighth grade science. Y'all need to hey verb us the correct fucking process and the right the right elements on the periodical table. It's NaCl2. I swear. All right, well, we don't, we we need to. I'm looking it up right, right now. Listenership, bear with us. Sodium I'm looking at I gotta fucking know. It's sodium chloride. So look up salt. I'm and looking at right now. The whole ocean thing, because I want to see if it's about all the other elements in the ocean, too. But we know okay. it's at least H2O and sodium. There's man mercury, unfortunately, but that ain't got nothing to do with shit. Okay. Sodium. I thought mercury was the first planet. Why is it on Earth? What? See, shit that blows my mind. I'm like, why do we have Mercury on Earth if it's got its own planet? Shouldn't it be on its own planet? Look, man, niggas be tripping, and that's how it happened. Someone just said, hey, that's going to be so. Okay, that's so then. All right, then. That's what it is. So, that's what I think. They got the wrong planet on this planet. Like, Yo, don't that solve the problem, bro? Here it is, fam. Yeah, parts of Pluto, too. We got NACL. That's what I fucking thought. What you said? That's NACL. what I thought. All right, Trevante Waller in the building. I sound like someone who does not win often at anything. <laughs> like, yeah. You just got an A in your ninth grade science class. Bro, I've had 30 years of not having to give a fuck about this stupid shit. I, so I am Bro, proud of me. Look at that memory retained. Listenership. Bro. Y'all should be proud. I'm proud. I, I, gave, I gave him an applause and then he hated on the applause. And then he tell y'all to give him an applause. Like he can hear that shit. <laughs> <Give him applause. laughs> Don't worry, I'll wait. Hey, I'ma just No, no, be quiet. We let's listen to the applause real quick. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, sources do confirm that indeed sodium chloride is also known as NACL. Back to you, JC. Hey, I love it. So, all right, so here's a different one for the science nerds to verb being. Is there another way to say that? Boom, boom, boom. Is that the only way to describe salt that's in the ocean? And how would you read the whole thing with the water? Is it H2O, NaCl, or is it NaCl, H2O? Oh, I as already give a salt fuck. water? As in salt water? Yeah. No, it's just it's, NaCl. Need- NaCl would just be the compound that's in the water. 
So if the matters right. like you know what I'm saying, like there's mercury in here, there's fucking a yellow cake, uranium in this bitch. That's crazy. But someone ran a torpedo into the side of a fucking, uh, you know, a Russian submarine, and then they had that on board, and then now that's in the fucking water. Leak that shit into the and, right. So, so that's how the yellow cake uranium ended up in the water. So we got that. We got NaCl, which is sodium. A lot of fucking soda. Trying to clean all the shit that everybody else is spilling in the water. That's the filter. That's why that water's so... Maybe that's why when the Most High created the earth, he was like, I got to put like thousands and thousands of pounds of salt because they're going to put a lot of shit in this shit. And I'm hopefully it's enough. Hopefully it's enough. Guess what? The, <laughs> I mean, think about this. Think about two re- revolutions here in America, like um, salt, the use of salt as a preservative. To preserve meat. Right. And then refrigeration eventually. Salt was first. Majorly. Right. That, and that's what niggas were seasoning the food. Right. To keep food fresh and keep from dying. Like spices and shit. That's also what right. it's for. Like it wasn't just for taste. It was to make sure that what you was eating wasn't about the murk you went away down. Right. No, salt's very important. I mean, you know? it's like that little experiment they do with the water and the, the salt water and the fresh water. Mm-hmm. And like they put the it, it won't electric touch. water. Well, no, well that, well, that one too. Uh, but they can actually put a wire in like fresh water and it won't turn on the light bulb. But then you pour salt in the fresh water and then the light bulb turns on when you alkalinize the water with the salt. And when so you, the same thing works with our body. When you're selling in the natanize. <laughs> well, I was saying alkalinize, but it's like the salinalanil and that. It's almost like that's almost the same kind of shitty situation to be in with your tongue. <laughs> it's just it really tough, is. you know. So basically, when you have salt in your body, though, your light turns on. That's what the experiment was proving. And that's also a part of the cell barrier up between potassium and uh, guess what? Motherfucking sodium. Oh, uh, I see. Yay. Right. I don't really know what the fuck that means, but I had to act like I knew. So I was like, oh, so f- let's act like I don't know because I really don't. So what's that mean? The potassium and the sodium barrier. I believe I believe it's Spanish. Uh, you, you check a smarty yard uh, nigga on this. Yo, yo, I'm just saying, bro. What's up? There's a certain balance, you know, that you got to keep. And you know, you know what I mean. The yin and yang of life, and uh, it's got to be more potassium on the outside, and sodium and less sodium on the inside, and then they got to switch positions. I think, and uh, this is what they say in the sixth grade. That's enough for me. I live in the Bay Area. What I've learned in the Bay Area with all the hippies and the new age folks out here is that when you say balance, you can basically sell anything. You can. Oh, you can be like, so you stop me in my tracks because you're like, nigga, you've said enough. They're yeah, on board said, with you. They yeah, get you it. Yeah, you got me. You got me. And I say nothing factual. Like, Hell yeah. I look, I want y'all to join this bike club with me because it's going to work on the balance in your life and the yin and the yang and how you deal with your emotions. I'm with it, bro. Flow. Hey, you you got to throw a flow in there sometimes. Flow. Oh, yeah. But the flow. balance increases mm-hmm. the flow, you know, because when you're balanced, you're like moving and you're still and you're moving. You do the next thing. Moving. And, you know, yeah, I'm telling you, that's all that hippie shit, bro. I've learned that balance works. Yeah, like you got to nod to music that's not playing. 
You Even know? when you talk about when you're trying to recruit strippers at your strip club, you're like, look, you got to balance your shit out. Sometimes you all at the, the $40 club nights, but you need to fuck with me at the $500 pop nights. You know what I'm saying? You got to balance a lot. And the strippers be like, you right, you right, boo. I and can't so relate to that. Uh, but uh, yeah, listenership. <laughs> this works everywhere. <laughs> He's saying these principles are universally applicable you idiot oh yeah universal universal look it works in campaign click, you know, click a click a click the ball i want to join your campaign and help improve the balance of how you all are moving and engaging in the community and work with your fundraising i know you might be in the red we want to balance you out get you in the black and you know as you decide to really get your message out we want to make sure that you got a balanced uh, listenership across the spectrum mm-hmm. you see how that works it's just like you just sneak that motherfucker in and it's like motherfucker for the high elite bougie folks. It's balance. There's a method to her madness? Just saying, bro. I'm just saying. What? Switch it out. And now I'm talking to a gangster. So I'm not going to use the word balance because who gives a fuck? He's a gangster. I'm going to use the word motherfucker. Hey, man. So I, you know I can move these motherfuckers, bro. You got how many bricks you got for me? Like five motherfuckers, four motherfuckers. It don't even matter. You know how many motherfuckers I got that's about to smoke this shit, snort this shit, sniff this shit. Bro, I'm moving this shit in pills, popping bottles, bro. I put them back in the Coke cans. Nigga. You know, the Mexicans only put them in the Coke bottles, bro. I put them in the Coke cans, but these motherfuckers are selling like motherfuckers, bro. You see what I'm saying? It just depends on who you're talking to. So if you're talking to a hippie, bougie, you gotta use the word balance. Talking to a gangster, nigga, you gotta use the word motherfucker. Either way, the point is, did they get the message? As Eddie Griffin say. Motherfucker. See? There's the balance. Maybe that's where motherfucker Jones's name came from. He was that guy. He he was that dude. Yeah. Shout out to motherfucking Jones. Motherfucker Jones. Played by Jamie Foxx and Horrible Horrible Bosses. One and two, I recommend. Look, shout out to Jamie Foxx and basically anything he's ever played in. Back to In Living Color when he was Wanda and all that. He went from Wanda to a violinist who couldn't see. Bruh. To, yeah, Ray Charles, nigga. To Another nigga who couldn't see. Oh, wait. Could the soloist see? Or are those two blind niggas who played instruments? Because that is peculiar. If the soloist was blind, I think he was homeless. You can't just be throwing on like handicaps on people that don't have oh, them, bro. Man. That's like kind of racist. Like I just, I'm, you like, know what, man? You watermelon in that movie, like damn, like, bro. Damn, nigga, you gave it. You like you gave this nigga some status ailments. He was just without things, okay? And he you played were the violin. The one. Just for the record, if people haven't heard the episode with. Trevante Water and I Mean Podcast on the Jazzy County Show. Go check it out. Where Trevante Water accuses Michael Jordan of owning private prisons. But my entire government, my entire government, my whole, (laughs) my first and last name in this bitch, when I got a whole dope-ass code name that came from mysterious origins, you know, from the anime otaku community. Shout out to my anime niggas. Y'all appreciate it, Monkey D. Trevante. But this guy... Yeah. Hey, shout out to the anime niggas. Speaking of anime, bro, attack on motherfucking Titan. It gets better every time. This is the final season, and I'm like, I need more seasons, but I don't. This is just going to be a perfect show. 
it's a perfect show. Yeah, it's already perfect. I, and I rewatched it. And when you don't have to wait two years in between the season for all you Attack on Titan writers, I hope that you all are listening. We don't like to wait two years in between. Get your fucking thoughts together and sus- make that shit subsequent. You know, one after another, one after another, this year after that year. You know, hey. do that shit like a fucking Bible See, scripture. Y'all, you know y'all be what? skipping. Keepers on niggas, bro. What the fuck? I agree with JC. Subsequent as well as subsequent. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Subsequent, <laughs> 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 oh, all the you words, fucking bro. Dickhead, I get it, JC. You fucking oh stooge. I do not like this guy, y'all. I just want you to know. $50 of whoever's going to like slash his tires in he LA. He could have let that go, but this, no, no, this nigga didn't. No, he didn't. Before the world. Look, I don't have an English motherfucking degree, but I got a degree. I don't he don't say that. I need to speak English perfectly in my degree. It's just they signed it and gave it to me, and that was that. They didn't give me no rules hey, to how I talk ain't after nobody, I left that motherfucking college. You, I feel you. Know what I'm you. Saying? I feel you. Ain't nobody fucking with a nigga with perfect English because ain't nobody got no perfect English. I can't trust a nigga who act like he got perfect English. It's what they probably be saying. That's what I'm saying. That would be scary, though. Somebody come and talk to you, like, in absolutely perfect English, you might have to punch them. Like, that's a full-on alien from, like, Mercury or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you know, you know the one dude that the roach dude stabbed in the neck and he died in, in his plate of stromboli or whatever the fuck in uh, Men in Black? There's a little green dude in there piloting that nigga who probably right. spoke like he had perfect English because right. he was a fucking alien pretending to be human. Even Ultron on the age of Ultron didn't have perfect English. Dude, James Spader, but he had James, James Spader English, which in my book is perfect English. That's how you well, talk. That's how that you is, talk to niggas. Raymond Reddington, he's he he's just one of the best. James, James Spader's just one of the best talkers of all time. Just talkers, talk your hey, shit. I can't talk no shit like that. He can read little kid books and make them sound scary and suspenseful. And make you not feel like a fucking thing. Talking about hanging out in uh, Marrakesh. He should just create a channel where he just tells stories and read books and shit. Because he always yeah. telling stories. Anyway, Ultron, he was telling stories all through Blacklist. All he do is tell stories. He just tells like, stories. He's just a storyteller. He, he is a storyteller. Like, yeah, this nigga was in Africa. But, he'd have a GoPro, long beard with probably some beads on it, and he'd be sitting around the fireplace telling nigga stories with his feet, ash as fuck, sitting, sitting outside. Imagine James Spader and Morgan Freeman forming, like, some kind of rap duo, <laughs> some hip-hop duo. These two niggas talking shit at the same time in unison as hey, a fighting force? Know, I, would, I would pay to see that, bro. Man. I would, yo, we need to verb that shit and get that shit out to Morgan Freeman and James Spader, bro. But check this out, J.C., it wouldn't be in regular hip hop shit like it like it would be on some no sex in the champagne room type vibes. So like a nice beat as a bass in the back. Uh, so a vibe, a groove playing and them niggas talking shit about random shit. Check it. And their voices, the way that they Family do it. Studios is in the building for you. Morgan Freeman and James Spader, we COVID free over here. I will re-sanitize this entire motherfucking studio to get you two in the building to talk your shit. We got pianos and guitars that we can have playing in the background while y'all just lay down y'all 
whatever y'all want to lay down. We'll find some. Knows, what kind of gems those would be? We'll, oh my god! We'll find some fucking fuego. Uh, what were they gonna be? Neo soul instrumentals, or maybe have like some Bilal just lightly playing in the back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Something groovy. Yeah. Some. Uh, bruh, Sound and be like, yo, give me like your latest 10 productions, bro. No worries, bro. And then you can rap later after they talk, bro. Yeah, like <laughs> we don't need to hear you niggas too much and like your rap lyrics and stuff. No, this is this is for them. This is for us. This is for the world. This is for the universe. We could all use something dope like this. Them niggas that just getting their shit off talking shit. Conversations to listen to, like them too. That's like the riding in cars with comics or something. How like they oh, did coffee and car uh shit. George coffee. George was on that shit. So George and Seinfeld, because everybody's uh, comedians okay, and cars getting caught. My famous motherfucking LA acting friend, Chavante. He Q. had Waller. to take it there. I'm just saying, for the rest of us who not in the Hollywood world, can you say a motherfucking whole name like Will Smith when you say his name? Because no, no, that's that's way dweebier. That's way dweebier. We don't know that nigga George until you tell us it's George Wallace, the great George Wallace, comedian, black man, hell in every fucking movie since fucking 1983. You got to tell us it's George Wallace. We don't know if you're talking about George fucking Bush to win your circles, nigga. You a Republican. So this is JC's twisted way of saying that he's proud of me and the things <laughs> that I've done in life so far, who I might know. He's still just George. He would love to just be George wherever he might be or go. But I understand. I understand. I wasn't dropping that name on the floor for someone to pick up. But no, it is I respect that you're not a name dropper like yeah. that. But I'm just saying, you're talking about for the show, for the context of what we're talking about, motherfucker. Well, now you know listenership. Now you know Straw Hats. Now you know Jazzy Comedy Show. Family. Um... Yeah. Google George Wallace if y'all don't anyway. know. Anyway. And laugh to that great, silly, goofy, genius motherfucker. The damn, he he was on Conan the other night. Check that out, y'all. Uh, Conan O'Brien, his late, maybe his early morning show. Now I don't know. He's been quiet. Um, his <laughs> his own show. <laughs> you know who the fuck I'm talking about? Dope ass late night talk show host. Yeah, everybody knows Conan O'Brien. Conan just, he was on Conan like, the other night. Shout out to George Wallace. We love you. Love you, bro. We love we you, love brother. You. you are. You be thinking. You be thinking. So, anyways, uh, so he, the show, the name of the show. Sorry, listenership. Without further ado, we come up with the fucking point. Uh, comedians, <laughs> and, <laughs> comedians and cars getting coffee. Uh, 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 there it is. There, there it is. Yeah. Is that vlog you was looking for? Like, oh my god, yes. <laughs> Damn, that was stressful, you guys. You don't know how hard it is to pot sometimes. We have fun. I love this shit. Oh, it's just so hard to pull out your creativity, Chavanti. I'm sorry. When life stifles it out of you. You know why he's having trouble, guys? Dump, dump, dump. Because he's not smoking cannabis for change. He's smoking cannabis, not for change. So it's not changing his atmosphere to be a better podcaster. The, See how that works? He nigga, nigga, nigga. Hey. nigga. <laughs> you ain't seen these crossovers and hezzies, huh? This is Podden, fam. This is Podden. Beg your pardon. 
Hey, that was a hey. bar. That was a bar right there. Give me my flowers. Give me my flowers. All right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I was making. I got a tulip for you. We selling tulips, smelly bees, planters in the building. We were talking about Attack on Titan, and then we went like 18 different fucking places. We're circling bro. back around. We're putting a pin in that. We are about to remove the pin. Do your advert. There's <laughs> <laughs> like a meeting. They'd be like, okay, what the fuck were we meeting about? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Those are the five best fucking left. meetings. <laughs> it could have been five minutes total, but instead, nigga, you said it's about to be an hour. I'm wasting some time there. Right, because we still got to go in an hour. Yeah, so, hey. I don't, yeah, we're still leaving yeah. at the same time. I'm not about to be serious for 60 minutes. Are you? That doesn't sound fun. Obviously, Trevante doesn't have a day job. That's why he's an actor. He just has fun all his fucking life. And he sells weed. He's a dope dealer. I'm just calling him out to the FBI. Oh, you. And he packaged <laughs> my first and last name in there with these allegations. Alleged sons of bitches. Straw hats. My pirates ride with me. Are you willing to die with me? Okay. All right. So I need to know. Because we might, I might need you. FBI, is that a Rico case? I mean, I'm not snitching. Oh, no, no, never. Not me. I have a sterling. Universe of I got a five star Yelp review in life. What are you like? Wall Street bets on Reddit? You just got a follower that's Nigga, just about to think my GPA, my grade point average, tremendous. It wasn't, it wasn't too bad. This nigga was on power. Obviously, he beat Tommy because his nickname was Bonbon growing up. No, nah, but they literally yeah. called me a uh, ghost, nigga. Ghost. Oh, so you ghost and marshmallow? I'm not time? calling myself ghost. I was you, called you was ghost a by a multitude of individuals. It's fabricated. I didn't it's even know colors. who this nigga was. I didn't watch the show. No disrespect to people who like the show. I just didn't watch the show. Don't watch the show. So oh, it took they me a while. You look like an actor that played yes, ghost. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that's kind of true, bro. Yes. So not on some personality type shit. Yeah. One of one. I'm one of one. Is the thing about that. One of one. But I they didn't say that I favored him. In real life, he's not a real person, so that would still make you kind of one of a kind. Cause so I wasn't lying then. I was just, so I was talking, just get my shit off. <laughs> uh, pretty much, yeah. So I'm just good. giving him a hard time, y'all. I can't help it. <laughs> no, I love him. Uh, <laughs> so Melly Beast Plantas, tulips, right. purple ones. Yo, we got all types of tulips: orange, purple, red. She's just been growing her ass off with the plants. And so since it's Valentine's Day coming up, y'all in the Oakland Bay areas, and y'all don't feel like going to support a commercial nursery, come by Melly Beast Plantas, sitting next to the Oakland Zoo in the Oakland foothills, where we sell all types of succulents and tulips and flowers and your CBD plants for medicinal use only. Just in case the feds is listening. What else would you use CBD for? <laughs> well, if you chose to grow it into its own flower plant and then it, you know, get inhaled some way. Is that this, on you. How is this particular CBD? Is it uh, industrial hemp derived uh, CBD or is it... Uh, Oh. No, truly, it, no, truly that's the in good California. Kind. Yeah, not the industrial it, hemp. 
I'm talking about no. the one that comes from the mother. Oh yeah, no that that yeah, she grows, you know. Because you need THC to activate the CBD. She grows all types of plants. Fantastic. Yeah, so it's kind of a joyous time. We have a lot of lady customers that come by and they enjoy, you know, the, the herbal local plant. businesses that have been, you know, just gotten melee left and right by this, the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? So that's the truth. We gotta support as many local businesses as we can, bro. Yeah. Every day, cash out. Support your local weed, man. Support your local crack dealer. You know. I'm just saying. You support your local physician with your pills. You might as well support your local meth dealer, crack dealer, heroin dealer. You know, them jobs too. Somebody got it, you feel me? I'm just saying. Okay, okay, okay. Somebody doesn't like that. Okay. I'm trying to figure out a way. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a way. There are way there are ways to try to help those niggas. Somebody gotta keep the trailer parks economics stimulated damn right i guess it's too short to turn around for to just tell those niggas get your life together it's like dog i'm locked in i am locked in there is no getting my life together i'm like but i i I, I, I do need an economic stimulus exactly damn or else they gonna come in the cities proud boys and all marching through our little town smoking up our little weed talking they shit trying to regentrify us because they ain't got no money in the trailer park. So I'm just trying to send a little love they way. And everybody know the best heroin and the best meth come from the trailer parks. That's the demographic that is keeping that afloat in America. And I'm just saying we should keep them afloat as they keep America afloat with those type of Schedule one drugs. Monkey D. Travanti with the seamless transition into Attack on Titan, babies. <laughs> <laughs> this guy hey about the just say no guy about this season though about no, this show seriously though did you see the beat spoiler alert spoiler alert if you haven't watched all the episodes of attack on titan spoiler alert you know what, hold, hold on brother are you willing to just do that just like that or is there a way is there a way that we can find can we find a way to not, not be bitch it. ass niggas to such a degree that our I'm listenership will love us? Hmm? I can't spoil it. That is rude. What I'm asking for, okay. can we find a if way? Jack, you know, here, here's my theory on why I need to do this spoiler alert anyway. Right, First of all, you motherfuckers can Google anything about the show before you watch it. So, whatever. And Google are ruined it right off front with the search results. Like, hey, but, 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 nigga, I didn't know. Uh, exactly. All right. So it, yeah, as soon as you search for it, it's going to tell you about something that I might tell you. Hey, hating ass niggas. Know. Listenership, hating ass niggas. Should you not like what JC's about to say? Go after that nigga and leave me the fuck alone. Hey. Don't at me, niggas. I am just. Don't get in a bar fight with this nigga. You see how he just responded. Hey, hey we, we get into a bar fight. If y'all. If y'all, like, if y'all even look at my nigga wrong, if you even look at my nigga wrong, that's a that's a different kind of that's a different kind of situation. That, that's a situation, by the way. That's a whole different thing. But in the digital world, they can attack me. Just don't attack you about Attack on Titan. No, if there's some shit that has zero to do with me. 
you don't fucking bother me, but, but I will here. defend you, right? You see what I'm saying? But you're here. I'm so, here. Okay, fuck yeah. it. All right, let's go. So, yeah, you know saying, like, hey, everyone else, get your shit together. <laughs> How about that? I'm going to give him a shitty review as like a Russian robot later on his uh, podcast. Oh, you have Just forms? For- <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you know what? No, I don't, FBI. No, no, I don't. I, I do not coordinate with the Russians. Please well, do not well, invade right. my house right. with no bullshit ass search warrant. Talking about, well, he said it. It is a comedy show, bitch. Just for the record. Look. You don't know. Look at the Jazzy comedy show, bitch. <laughs> now you know. Look at the speed of JC's adjustments. He's a master. He adjusted so fast. Let me make some adjustments. All right, we're good. No, so here's the thing. If you've never watched Attack on Titan, it's a phenomenal show. Like, if you like anything suspenseful, you like family, you like reflective shows, you like drama, if you like action, right? It's got all of that. If you never watch anime, you don't have to like or know that you like anime to enjoy this show. Mm-hmm. And because you never watched it, what I'm about to say, it's not even going to be relevant to you for like another 50 hours. So you'll forget what I'm saying until it's relevant again. Now, if you're like one episode shy of Attack on Titan, pause this. We're, at the end. We're two hours into this motherfucker. Pause this. Go watch that. And then come back, nigga. That's easy. It's only 15 minutes per episode anyway once you cut out the music in the beginning and the music in the end. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like a YouTube clip. So, um, yeah. you know. That's him. So, so fuck them. Is that okay? Hey, 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 uh, listenership. Lean, lean toward your door or whatever the audio is coming out of. And uh, fuck y'all. Okay, great. All right, here we go. Love you. Love yeah, we love you, but fuck you. You know, y'all know the game. Jazzy County Show, bitch. So when Levi kills the Beast Titan. Man. Oh. Man. Bro, I was in heaven. I was in heaven. Oh, man. You know, so when you watch the show, the Beast Titan's a bitch from day one. He know he's a master. He's big as hell. He, he attacks the people with rocks that he crumbles into little rocks, and he throws them at the speed of baseballs, and there's nothing they can do to defend but get shredded. Brother, like fucking get shredded. Like it was awesome throwing man. boulders. Uh, they weren't rocks. Think about how big he was. Right, so they end up being boulders by the time they hit you in the face. By the time he crushes, I don't know, that little mountain in two, a series of little boulders, those were rocks to a regular nigga's hands, yes. Uh, I'm talking about scale. He was throwing boulders at niggas like they were a handful of, like, gravel. Right, and killing dozens and dozens per throw and there was nothing they can do about it and obviously they had a great strategy we know Captain Levi did his thing sliced that nigga up like a ham sandwich you know like a ham hamage and he still got away right long story short he got away so when they invaded the mainland and this nigga the beast titan is arrogant as fuck and if look if y'all don't read the bible the bible says look if you exalt yourself you should be a base if you abase yourself you should be exalted if you don't know what the base mean it mean brought low motherfucker so you make yourself high god says the universe gonna bring you low you make yourself low you humble yourself a little bit you the universe will somehow raise you up that's the law of the land the law of physics i didn't make the rules this motherfucking beast Titan was like, we're looking for Levi. He we gonna get him. He can't sneak up on us. Da 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 da. 
Long story short, that nigga got naped real quick. Jibber jab, stabby stab. He did lose his cool for the first time, didn't he? Because he got shook because Levi fucked that boy up when he was talking fly and throwing rocks at his niggas at the scout regiment, turning them into just pink mist all over the place at Walg Maria. And so from that point, um, he got fucked up, right? Wasn't that Levi that fucked him up? Or was it Jaeger? No, that was was Levi. Levi Levi fucked him up. And cut him up like a He crawled in there, right? And so he chopped him up, chopped his legs and shit off. He was just a torso for real. Like shit, pound cake Christmas. They don't know nothing about that. So he so he was just a uh he was just a torso, basically. And yeah. uh he, he got scooped up by the cart. Cart tight. Who's not a titan. strong tight, but he's a smart, thing. super smart titan. Yeah. And a mobile titan. So that was the reconnaissance titan. That would gather information because it was basically a quadruped. Right. 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 All four. Yeah. Caught on all fours like a salamander or some shit. So it was smart. Had a high, high level of intelligence. So that's what they use as like their communication center. And they fucked that motherfucker up too. Yo. (laughs) Horrifically. Horrifically. a prayer, bro. And, I mean, she got away because of her team, but mm. she had to be taken out her Titan body. And that was the difference between this attack in season four versus season three attack, where season three, even after Levi cut up the Beast Titan, he had him, but he wasn't expecting the card Titan and he had absolutely no backup. So there was nothing, you know what I'm saying, that basically he could really do to fight it, but run out of gas and potentially die. And as he's not, it wasn't worth the sacrifice. Right. Mm -hmm. But at this point, they smashing and grabbing on somebody else's land. It was a bold fucking move, bro. It was a bold because anything could have got went wrong and they would have lost Levi. They lost Aaron. They lost, you know, they don't get home. Like, so it was a bold fucking move. Like you, they had to have a lot of trust in both Aaron's growth and discipline and being able to control the Titan. Cause even watching, rewatching the first three seasons, this motherfucker is reckless. He is so reckless. And that's season four, Aaron, not the same guy, you know? You know, it's interesting because when you look at how people try to wage war or just when you examine wars, a lot of them, you know, a lot of people, philosophers and you know just people who exam like historians like they examine wars and how they're won or how they're lost and oftentimes it was the people who were defensive that were the victors what you mean you know what i mean like um people who were more offensive and who kind of like Launched an offensive. Now, th- this is uh, with exception to armies like ours, but usually, like when America. yeah, like when you went to someone else's land, you don't know the lay of the land, you don't know the laws of the land, you don't understand the topography or the terrain. They know the ins and outs of everything, every nook and cranny. They know exactly how to use their environment against you, and then they can pile in, and then they can do what they do with their technology as well. So, yeah, nah. so you have more than one enemy. You have your, you have the lack of familiarity with your environment. That's an enemy to you because it's foreign to you. And then you also have people you have no control of, people who want you dead. And they're using this environment as a weapon on top of the weapons that they have to use. 
You know what I'm saying? And so usually the cats who are like, hey, let's charge, they don't do so good. <laughs> they don't do so good. But in Attack on Titan, the Scout Regiment, they did that. They kind of broke that rule, you know, and was like, charge. <laughs> but it was with tactic. It was with strategy. It wasn't just a charge. But they did go into some a land that they're not from, a place they're not familiar with. It was very uncharted territory, right? Because he had to yes. try to take out Rhino from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Then you had to deal with the Beast Titan, the Cart Titan, the what, the War Titan, the War, well, the Warhammer Titan, the Jaw Titan, I mean, the Jaw Titan. Yeah, so it's like they're going against five Titans, and they got maybe two. They got Aaron, and they got the Colossal Titan, right? Who, who, who was way off in the distance and just way back. <laughs> But definitely did his play on the chessboard. Well, he had to stay way back because he's a nuclear bomb when he fucking transforms. He can't be anywhere near his focus of operation because he'll destroy everything, including right. his people. Right. Right. Because he, that was he's basically part. an atomic bomb. Yeah, as soon as he became the, a Titan, yeah, the whole the whole sea flipped upside down. Every ship in the sea was gone in the, in an instant, like you said, yeah. nuclear bomb. He's, yeah. he's a... Atomic bomb, yeah. So he had. So to inside, the, inside the mainland, though, they just really had Aaron Levi and the scouts. And Levi, right? They say he's a brigade unto his own, which that's 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 a he, brigade. Yeah, like a thousand people. That's a lot, bro. Like by himself. <laughs> and that might be an understatement, but yeah, he's like, no, he's a thousand of us. And that might be being that might be disrespectful to Captain Levi, yeah, because <laughs> it might be more. He, he might he's be worth so, even more of us. He's so fast. He's so short. Like between him and his cousin, jeez, he, he make me want to work out in real life. And it's like it's an anime cartoon. I be like, bro, I need to work out just in case we gotta fight some titans. I need to be able to work the gears and shit. This nigga's cold, bro. I'm 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 not on my game. It's his instincts, <laughs> like how fast his mind works to tell your body to move like that. His instincts are insane. That's how much he's yeah. trained to where that's in him at yeah. any moment's notice on any impulse. He like he can move himself in such a way that's so perfect and precise to execute such a perfect move with such precision, no fat in the move, perfect technique. Right. Of course, listenership, we know this is an anime. But let's just imagine, shall yeah. we, at how dope this nigga would have been in real life. How about that? Well, and wow. it's it's no, it's very inspiring because it's like, it makes me, I appreciate his calm demeanor when he's not in battle, right? Where I, that's what I take away something I can have in real life, right? Where it's like, as an OG, he's always hella calm, hella temperamental, just relaxed. Like, you know, even when there's the worst of problems happening, he handles, he handles good and he handles bad with the same Basically, emoji. You know what I'm saying? He ain't tripping one way or the other. He don't get too excited. He don't get too sad. He just keeps level. But when he's in battle, he, he is a alive. Oh, my God. That's all the emotion in the world is channeled in his battle. And I love that, like, spirit. You know what I'm saying? But cold at the same time, steely and calculating at the same damn time. But just there's a bloodlust. He's like, no, this is what I'm put on earth to do. It's to fuck you niggas up. Not emotional how Aaron be when he was like first three seasons. Aaron, Aaron's a fucking crybaby. Oh, he was always mad and rageful and couldn't even fight. And 
them be the worst ones, right? Them the people that shooting people all the time because it raised for when they can't fight. That's mm-hmm. why they need to fight. So I don't I don't like that energy. I'm not talking about emotion like that. I'm talking about emotion, like emotion, energy in motion. Mm-hmm. That's what he channels his energy. He don't use it to just have a excitable conversation or uh, a debate among plutocrats. You know, he's like, no, I'm, whatever. Like y'all, y'all can have all that. But when he battling, he's like, that's when I, that's when you feel his force. That's when you feel his passion. That's when you feel his fire. You know what I'm saying? And it might not come out of words even then, but it's in how he moved. That's like you said, that preciseness, that discipline, that technique, that's all that comes from passion and work. You know what I'm saying? Even in the anime as a cartoon, fuck y'all. It's the spirit that they put in this character. You know what I'm saying? It's really incredible to watch the Ackermans that don't that don't necessarily realize that they're related. That part, which is funny, they got the same name. They got the same fucking name. And I'm like, it's like 30 of y'all in the walls. Y'all don't realize, oh, okay. And well, the only two Ackermans, both ain't right, from there. <laughs> if the Bay Area was like, it's all through the area in the whole world, right? And then it was like, we find another family of Rose, like in San Mateo. Nigga, we cousins at least. You might be my auntie or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we got to be related because ain't no Rose everywhere, you know? You know what? And there can be a lesser likelihood of that being the case, right? Because a lot more things have happened here. Population's more dense. They I'm, live in live a island different blue. world. Ain't that yeah. many people alive. You know what I'm saying? So, and they're the only... I, I think that when I read the uh, some of the lore of the show, the uh, animation wise, like they're technically people of the Orient, so they're so I'm thinking that what they were trying to say and the stuff that I was re- reading is that they're the they kind of made them seem like they're the Asians of the of the world. Yeah. Like that kind but, of tribe that they come from, um, just just the Ackermans. Oh, they're not Asian though. Oh yeah, the Asians, the Ackermans are Asian. Yeah, not yes, the, that's what the I mean. Asian because they make Mikasa very unique. Like that, she looks different. That she's like a Oriental, and I was just like, that's what oh, I okay. mean. Yeah, so her and Levi them. specifically, just those two. They're they're from a different group of people than everyone else. And they cold as shit. Yeah. Because if you get the battle, nigga, I want Captain Levi, Mikasa, and Mike and, and, and White. And whoever else y'all niggas want to throw in there, because I'll, I only yeah. need them two for real. Because again, the, Blade or something. Like, that's 2,000 niggas, like between the two of them, maybe three. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what I meant was they're the only two that are in that world. And whatever the makeup of the people of the world are in that world, they're not the same kind of people. Yeah, no, for sure. From the people in the wall. Yeah. So, and then their origin is kind of mysterious. And then I think that they're from a group of people that are mostly dope like that. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Like, it's just a part of them to be there. That's why it's like, they didn't know each other, but boy, are they both... Equally right. amazing in that same kind of intense way. You know, kind of right. like uh, Kamari and Ronso is of the Ronsos, but that's some Final Fantasy X shit mm. right there. So I know that a listener or two are like, <laughs> pushing up their, la- their glasses <laughs> and shit. 
definitely. But yeah, like um, Ronsos, so the Ronsos in that world, they were um, kind of like a warlike warrior tribe. And they pretty much have that in every kind of video game. and th- Like, they have that class of people. You know, like in, uh, you know, the Wildlings, Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. Same kind of uh-huh. concept, yeah. The ruffians. Yeah. 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 More all, yeah. traditional. Like and, and people that was in the mountains and the snow. And, yep. Yeah. They came from yeah, the was, old world and they do the old stuff. Mm, yeah. The same thing. You built your cities on that land. It's like, okay, dude. You live in a cave. Shut up. <laughs> Hey. We built around your home. That's all. That's all. Hey. Oh, that snow caves, nigga. You can Why have you? them. Yeah. <laughs> we built them. We grow lavender and basil, nigga. Have you ever had a froyo before? <laughs> right. That's it. Pinkberry has nothing to do with the yogurt <laughs> that uh, comes out of the dispensers. <laughs> That sounds like a euphemism for pussy, but I'm gonna just leave that alone, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's probably what you could also call the clitoris is the pink berry. The pink berry, like yeah. Is that what you had in mind, sir? Is it? Is I that mean, kind of what you were thinking. Berry, it just—that's what the first thing that comes to my mind. It's yeah. like pussy. I figured I would just play the guessing it? game. I was and then going, he said yogurt, and I'm like, oh yeah, there's an ice cream shop too, but that's—that's that's not what I think of when you say pink berry. Yeah, I was wanting to see if I was. How precise I was. I was like, oh, I wonder if this is exactly what he's thinking. Oh, right on yep. the money. Damn. That's crazy. Right on the money. Yeah. Well, that's, look, that's why we brothers. For y'all who don't know, Monkey D. Chavanti and, and your host, JC Rowe, was actually born 24 hours apart in the same year. Two different cities, but we were born 24 hours apart. We and, are literally brothers. And it might not world. have even been that amount of time like, that we were apart. Technically yeah. a day apart, but technically probably hours. Yeah, if this was like the movie Soul, we jumped in the hole basically at the same time. I beat that nigga. I still have to see that. Oh, you got to watch it. I've been told about it from a multitude of individuals, and they all have read it. Speaking of Jamie Foxx, you got another classic. It just came out. It's already a classic. That movie's going to be a classic for the next 50 years. That's crazy. Like, So they're going to be playing this on airplanes when it's safe to fly again? People are already flying because they're stupid, but I'll leave that alone. I came across something that was like, actually, uh, flying on a plane isn't as dangerous as one might think it might be in a pandemic world. What do you yeah, say? What do you say to up. that, JC? How do you feel about it? to throw money up. That's an economic stimulus for them, and they've been uh, losing like out the ass. Uh, so they pulling the like, wool over your eyes, man. They, they, they commission getting sick. Everybody getting sick, bro. They. They let everybody create. Johnson Johnson got a vaccine now. You feel me? When like, I saw I, that shit, sir. When I saw I mean, the Johnson and Johnson, the shampoo up, niggas. But hey. it does make you cry. Those should, <laughs> but it, does, it does make you cry, motherfucker. But That's it true. does make you cry. <laughs> I know. Fix your formula for Diabolical that. Diabolical ass nigga. Shout out to Seth MacFarlane and Family Guy for going there with it. But it does make you cry. <laughs> Shout out to Steph McFarland. But, hey. duh, Johnson & Johnson, I have so little faith in who they're allowing to whip together. Is it that easy to just whip this shit together? You can just turn your lotion factory over trans- and convert that shit into a thing that... My, my, 
beautiful wife. Rebuild your fucking body after it's been decimated by the motherfucking COVID. But they don't give a fuck. She was like, why is is she was like, is this not the United States? She was like, why don't they just commission all of the top university researchers and scientists to work together and create a vaccine that way? And I'm like, oh, that sounds like so like American and beautiful and united we stand, divided we fall. I was like, well, I guess they're doing this more like Monopoly. Like whoever produced the best vaccine get the most money. And anybody goes. Like and and when Johnson Johnson even is in the mix, that tells you that somebody don't have faith in Moderna or Pfizer or all the other companies that they're like, yo, you give it a try too, Look, bro. We need the soap. Okay. We need the super suds and <laughs> soap and bubble niggas to try their hand at this. Is this your first time even making anything? Re- will be working on the vaccine. Relating to, you know, the body? Like Corona soap for you, you know, you can eat. <laughs> or, or maybe it was this. You know what? Since we, uh, we pretty much know for a fact that soap and water, just not being a dusty-ass nigga, washing your hands for 20 seconds can kill, smite even COVID-19. We're just going to get the soap, the bubbly soap niggas who make that happen. Whip together a potion for these niggas, man. And let's see, yeah, see what it does. Sense. That kind of makes sense, man. Nothing else kinda. works, JC. So what the fuck? I'm just saying. What are we talking look, about? What are we tripping about? Johnson Johnson don't create the COVID uh, I'm hoping vaccine. that y'all do it, motherfucking Johnson and Johnson. I hope y'all the ones. Because we're killing COVID every day with soap and water on our hands. And so hey, somebody send me a hundred thousand dollars. I'll start doing some experiments with my herbs and tonics from the garden and we'll figure out how to get COVID together since they just invest in their new vaccine potentials. I'll have one in 30 days. Fuck it. And at least be able to get FDA approved. One of the vaccines they approve is like 49% effective. I was like, so, Oh, y'all just throwing ice at spaghetti. Now y'all 49, don't give a fuck. So 40, 49% <laughs> is too close to 50, 50. Like it might, it might not work. That's all the vaccines though that's the same probability i mean that's yeah. really the probability of anything if it might rain tomorrow might not it's 50 50 right 50 50 well they say they got this south african variant that you know leave it to our mother continent of africa that had the strongest shit um they said that Jesus. the vaccines they created in europe and america don't really work in south africa the majority of the time i bet and Man, so they they're afraid that ailments over there yeah, and they're afraid that even if they vaccinate the entire American population, that this South African variant will still be a threat. And it's they and they're learning that people who've already had COVID are actually more susceptible to getting COVID again. And so this has all been very, very weird. Yeah. And so it, I don't know how to explain this shit. Read it. I mean, it's so much. I'll be reading the New York Times, LA Times. I'll be trying to catch some news on there to see it. But it's a lot of interesting shit on there, bro. It's like, I'm like, just keep your mask on, wash your hands, wash your ass. You know. They're worried about the South. Your, you know, like, try to keep your game regular. So they're worried about the South African variant. Keep that shit over there. Keep them over there. But it's already in 30 countries. Oh, that's the, no, okay. Because, again, <laughs> People are flying because it's safe and it's not dangerous. And Bruh, obviously, I just talked, I, I just talked to a chick, man, the other night. <laughs> this this bitch was in a. Well, what you? She like, where you at? I'm like, I'm in L.A. She was like, oh, okay, I'm in Cancun, but I'm leaving Cancun and I'm flying back to Chile. She's from Chile. She's uh, 
Jelaine. Yeah. But she's definitely globe hop. Uh, what are they called? Globe trotting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are. Nothing. And, and again, and they, the young people doing it, they might not be the ones getting sick. That's not the problem. It's when they go hug their mamas, their daddies, their grandparents, they're getting them sick. And uh, some uh, some twenty two year old cat just died. So now nah, he's you know uh, so young, yeah, young person died. So for sure, yeah. I, I mean, I think people just got to be careful, bro. But with full know. disclosure, listenership, he was like five ten, two eighty, huge. That's yeah. probably probably a caveat. It's probably a problem. Yeah. So don't be work on. I mean, that's the honor. Bad friends, so you you more likely to get your fat friend infected with COVID before they lose weight. I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna be the one to fucking say it. You have to be mad. That's the comedy. Rogan had me so weak, bro. (laughs) Rogan had me so weak. He he was talking about shout out to the JRE and Young Jamie. Uh, This fool said, (laughs) "Fat people are super excited." Oh, he was like, the past few of my fat guests, they're super excited about the vaccine. That was the point that he was making. Was yeah. like they they refuse to put the work in. They're just like, yes, I, <laughs> he bucked his. You see the point I'm making now? He said they're super excited about it. I can't wait for the vaccine. Following it to a T because the, anything but having to fucking get physical. <laughs> no, I'd rather pray for this fucking vaccine, this magical potion that will allow me to still be unconscionably big. Look, I know a few former fat motherfuckers that have really worked hard in getting their life together and getting getting their weight right, getting their body healthy. I think it's very important for all of us to be healthy. But by the time you smoke a blunt with your fat friend, they got COVID if you got COVID, right? Period. Like, by the time they go home, if they got a fat mama, they now got their fat mama sick. And it's your fault because you want to go to Cancun with your skinny ass and be all pretty. And then you want to go back home and smoke blunts with your fat friends. And you kill killing motherfuckers now. Like, it's just something people got to be conscious of. It's a real thing. Like People killing We didn't have people. fat friends. We wouldn't have to have this conversation. But killing people have- like hotcakes. Right. right it's a real thing. Yeah, like Um, people keep asking me, and I don't know why, but I don't know. Someone sees me as a jet setter of some sort, but random cats, like just around town, is like, "Hey, you been? Have you been home to see your family?" Or I'm like, "What are you thinking? That all of this is the reason for doing all these things we don't want to do and aren't designed to do." It's so that uh, we can get to doing that again someday. So that because right now the consequences won't be so dire then as they are today. So hell no, I ain't seen my family. I've seen um, them, but on you know FaceTime and WhatsApp, whatever's gonna be. But I I don't plan on. We, we've agreed, pops. I might not see you to twenty twenty two. But it's gonna be lit. It's gonna be fucking crazy. Believe you me. And this year is gonna fly by because it is already. I don't want anything to fly by because we don't live that long. We can't afford to just have all these fly by as years. Right, that's true. You know, let's live in the moment. Joe Button said that. Shout out to the JBP. He yeah. said that shit in the most recent episode. I was like, nah, that was real. Because he was like thinking about Cicely Tyson and thinking about people that age. Even they probably believe that getting to 80, it kind of flew by. Because they don't remember 
sequentially year to year what really happened. They just remember their life. And yeah. they say that the older you get, the faster things seem to go. So that's why Joe said, Joe Budden, not Rogan this time, he said he gets a little annoyed when people talk about, man, time just flew. He's like, I might feel like that sometimes because it does happen or seem that way, but I can't invite too much of that, man. He he's he like he's like I'm yeah. forty, ain't got a whole lot left, and I don't want this shit to fly by because that's fucking it, as far as we know. So I'ma just really live in these moments as much as I can and be more mindful of what's right here and right now and nothing else before or after, just today. Because man, it didn't have to come. It didn't have to come for me, but it did. And here you know, here I am with another chance. Deliver it so yeah just trying to slow down a little bit and that's i think that's what it is it's like slow down just appreciate your presence like your presence your day-to-day your inner circle you know zoom facetime your people you know show your love but like this is darwinism this is survival of the fittest like it's like you know most of us have never been to war right most of the world have not been to war a lot of warriors on the planet but most people have not actually fought in battle of a war so they don't truly understand survival of the fittest but when you're in war you act different than you act in your day to day and this is that this is war this is a virus that's at war with humanity and you're like oh well, I might live through it you might but you got to protect your people in battle too. You feel me? And if we don't walk like that, then man, we're going to keep seeing these numbers go up and up and up and up. And it's, yeah, I, I don't think none of us want to see it, but it's like shit's only getting worse. Even when it get better, it'd be better for like two weeks and then it get worse again. And it's just like, come on, y'all. Can we stop playing the same dumbass game? Exponentially worse too, because uh, I, man, I've, I've seen some bald faced ass niggas out here today last two days, especially over there in uh, Hollywood where outdoor dining is back and that sort of thing. And so human beings really think, I'm like, look, unless someone took COVID and his whole family lined them up in front of me and executed them all, shot them all in the back of the cerebellum, (laughs) I'm not thinking that because you're able to eat food outside that... (laughs) They all got exterminated one by one in front of me. So I know for sure that shit is sweet out here. Shit ain't sweet out here. People are mourning the deaths of people today. Close to them. You know what I'm saying? People, they were inseparable with. You know what I'm saying? And so I may not have experienced it as intimately as someone else did, but someone else did. Yeah. Someone else did. A lot of motherfuckers did. I'm telling you, like, Shout out to some of my Kung Fu brothers because one of them, and I'm going to just keep them anonymous, but one of them, you know, who I'll be watching the UFC fights and all all, all of the fights with, um, I, two of them, both of them, right? They're part of the same crew, but one lost his brother, and I didn't know because they kept it all quiet and shit. Recently lost his brother to the vid. He's gone, his brother. Mm. And my other homie, his homie, he lost his father to the vid. Mm. And th- and all, all of that was probably within the last month or so. Recent. This happened a few days ago mm. with uh, the other homie. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, again, I have mine. I'm so fortunate. I'm so thankful. And I'm so grateful. And I'm just not acting like it, it's un- like it's not unfuckwittable. 
You know, like people can, yeah. uh, it's getting people to fuck up out of here. Yeah. You know, so I'm kind of doing yeah. it out of respect for them as well. It's like, damn, you know, I'm, I'm going to do the best that I can as often as I can. And just well, I form my bubble and move within reason. But I'm not yeah, acting like it. shit sweet, you know, with the not, you know, no mask because I'm able to eat outside without one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then walk maskless to the car because as a human, I'm trying to see what I can get away with. There's that human element coming back in. Right? That daredevil shit. Like, cool. They gave me an inch. Guess what I'm gonna do with that? I'm gonna take I mean, when I'm walking. Life. If I'm walking by myself, not in San Francisco, because there's always people in the street, you got to stay masked up. But like, if I'm walking by myself out here, we on a hike, I don't, I, I have my mask off. Mm-hmm. But by the time a person is within like a 30-foot eye shot, I go ahead and throw my mask back on my face and wait till we actually pass each other by. You know what I'm saying? And then I'll maybe pull my mask down after I get another 30, 40 feet away from them or whatever. Um, just out of respect for them and respect for myself, right? It's like, I don't, I don't know if I'm an asymptomatic COVID carrying person. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. So I don't want to potentially get some stranger sick passing by just talking and, you know, spitting because I got like a fucking juicy mouth because I ain't smoked no weed that day. So my mouth all fucking, you know, juicy. you smoke weed, your mouth dry out. Juicy mouth did. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Jamie Foxx again, pause, because that sounds gay. <laughs> it was a joke of his. Listenership. Also, JC is probably <laughs> trying to go there, but he realizes it is from I might need security, so I'm a fucking chill and not. I didn't say shit. I didn't say shit. <laughs> so <laughs> when you get shot at and you ain't even do shit, y'all see these preemptive strikes on the I mean podcast on hey, the Jessica. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. He's got insurance on this shit. He's hey, like, fuck you, bro. Something's a pause protected. but no but i mean honestly that's what america is afraid of right now everybody they're like you juicy mouth motherfuckers is talking and creating spit bubbles in the air that's getting other people sick like that's literally what the fear is it's like yeah if everybody had cotton mouth from smoking weed you wouldn't have a problem i'm just gonna say that right just be a bunch of shrunken (laughs) shrunken heads walking around here Nobody be spitting on nobody when they talk. No, not at all. The inverse of a fruit gusher head ass nigga. Oh, man. Inverse. Like, bro, I ain't had no spit in my mouth in four hours, bro. bro I've been dried high. up, old squeeze juice, <laughs> old squeeze juice box head ass nigga. Hey, but here's the cure for that. For those of you who go to sleep and wake up with cotton mouth and your mouth all nasty, we just going to say that. Everybody done been there who smoked. Man, the, the Komodo dragon slime that you got yeah. built up, yeah. This is how you get rid of that. You brush your teeth with charcoal-based toothbrush toothpaste before you go to sleep. Birch bees, and yeah, whatever kind you use. I got a neem one that's got some charcoal in it. People got a bunch of different brands. I'm not endorsing any of them, but that should look the crazy. charcoal specifically. Specifically, let me make sure I say it right before this fucking professor motherfucker try to correct my English on the show. Again. Pacifically? Pacifically. P-A-cifically, nigga. Specifically. I know. I know. Um, but it specifically actually targets the toxins in your mouth and 
works as a sponge to soak them up through the toothpaste. So while you're brushing your teeth, you're not just brushing your teeth, but you're sponging out all of that shit in your mouth that you've been smoking. So then when you go to sleep, you should wake up with a more comfortable morning breath. It's still morning breath, but it should be a little bit more comfortable. So it's kind of like scrubbing bubbles from uh, brought to you by uh, Johnson and Johnson, who doesn't sponsor either <laughs> podcast and who oughta after all the shit that we talked in y'all stead. I know, and I like how he just compared us brushing our teeth to getting our toilet scrubbed by Johnson Johnson. Also, bubbles. bathtubs, hilarious, and bathtubs. And yeah. these niggas are whipping up a batch of the flyest of potions for all of us, so that we can go and do what we do as often as we do someday Look. in the future. Remember that Tyler Perry where he was like, that ain't no Johnson Johnson. That's what people are going to be saying about the vaccine because that shit going to work better than all the other vaccines, watch. And people are going to be like, nah, hey. give me that vaccine. What is that? That ain't no Johnson Johnson. Hey, <laughs> it might just be scrubbing bubbles. That shit works like a charm in the bathroom. So extrapolate that, put that shit in your veins with a different are kind of technology. And we're actually going to inject like a bleach-like substance into No, not the Lysol or the fucking Clorox, but... A Johnson and Johnson kind of formulation. These niggas are in the fucking, uh, you know, the uh, the cosmonaut, you, you know, the fucking space race. Body work, you know, the other way. You know, yeah. Yeah. you know, they was dealing with the epidermis, you know, and now they're dealing with the subdermis and all that shit. They ain't no word. Just made one up. That's okay. Add that to your uh, dictionary. Hey, this nigga that made up like four words on the Jazzy Comedy Show, I mean, podcast. This has been a record for most words made up in. <laughs> Well, you're Will Smith getting yeah, jiggy okay. with it right now. You're just creating your own language. I, I love can't it. get jiggy with this shit. <laughs> Malasuka. He created jiggy. That that word wasn't in dictionary. He really did come up with jiggy. We still use jiggy. We still use we jiggy. We still use jiggy. Niggas Hell love yeah. It. I love jiggy. Shout out to William Smith. He'll be so mad if he heard, he heard this and he said, did, did you just call me? I was born named Will. There is no William. I don't think his name is William. It's I don't Willard. think so either. Oh, Willard. That's cool. Willard Smith. That's interesting. Yeah. Because it's so different. It's very different. I think it's based on some kind of horror. Okay. He isn't based on a horror movie, but I think. <laughs> wasn't there a movie? going out the worst accusations on the show, Wasn't there bro. fucked up? Hey, by the way, listenership, I forgot about the fuck shit he said earlier. I did not. Okay. I kind of did posit or assert that possibly and potentially and this came from the internet not me i'm not no internet that michael jordan owned prisons and the fact of the matter is check this out that nigga do but here's the kicker it's a different nigga named michael jordan not michael b jordan either that is a nigga named michael jordan neither one of those niggas named michael jordan but a white dude named bow michael jordan from Oregon. Bars. Bars. He dare. Thank you. I needed the harp in my life and the sheen sparkle sparkle, not the crickets. You kidding me? The work I'm putting in on this pod, man. Come on, man. Listenership. Y'all see, man. All I gotta do it. I'm out here shooting, shoot, shooting a very high percentage from the field. And oh, you Kobe, you know what I'm Kobe saying? Kobe in the building. Man, you know what I'm saying? The playoff high. I don't know how many points. I ain't keeping track, you feel me? I'm just knocking them down. JC set them up. You know how we do it. 
I mean, the motherfucking jazzy comedy show, Beatrice. Beatrice? <laughs> hey, I knew a nice woman named Beatrice one day. Oh, man. She was very sweet. Nice one day. Oh, I think I just gave up with how I knew her. I only knew her for a day. Maybe like that from Dan. You don't see that coming from Beatrice, but sometimes, you know, it, I mean, it name was be Beatrice. Of, like, she was a cool woman, but it was like, this sounds fucked up, but it was like, I don't see myself marrying nobody named Beatrice. Shallow. I like a kid, bro. You know what you used to do the kid where you would match your name with somebody else's name and do the letter count and see how many letters? I don't know. Maybe I just did that. It was weird. Trying to relate to you right now? Trying to. I don't know about the listeners. Maybe they can relate. Maybe someone play this, this game that Look, you speak of. Oh, since you're not married, if you meet a cold one and her name is Beatrice, you bet not break up with her like you've done every beautiful woman in your life. This is how the cookie crumbles, listenership. Get them crickets yeah. the fuck up out of here. <laughs> I'm cricketing myself because he, I know he ain't got no worries on why he's dumped every beautiful woman in his life. Well, should you, hmm, I don't have a good explanation for this. I was young. That's my explanation for that. <laughs> Every single one. That's Beware. it. Monkey D. Trinity, beautiful women. He will use you and abuse you and throw you. It was something that rhymes with use you and this. Only, only in a way that you <laughs> ladies find suitable. Only in a way that you find suitable. In hey, a way that I've we seen, can both enjoy. I've seen this man's women in his life, Brad. I'm talking the finest of the fine. There's one sitting in Louisville right now that's probably the coldest in the ville. And she, if she listens to the show, she know who she is. She looked the same today that she looked when y'all dated 12 years ago, my nigga. Shout out to you, Pocahontas. Pocahontas, beautiful self. Then he got one in L.A., I mean, she married at this point. Shout out to her beautiful self. Well, she but, went through my program, and therefore she yeah, is now happily involved. If you so look at the bottom of the about. screen, listeners, you'll see wow. the toll-free number that you can dial. Also, an email address, imeanpod at gmail.com. Should anyone need or any kind of consultation, really, when it comes to... Look, the program is a 12-step... <laughs> Anyway, talk your shit. What else about no, me that's so terrible? He, he's telling you the very truth. I, I didn't say it was terrible. You you quantified it that way, brother. Facts. Yeah. I, I'm just laying out the history for the viewers. So Let them know, man. They don't know. Way. But the program that he speaks of is, a, I guess, he, he calls it a wonderful program. Look, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But the fact remains that every woman Travanti dates, the next person she dates, she falls in love and gets married. Every who can't say she falls in love with them, but they do get married. <laughs> they do get married. They engage in holy matrimony and they do the steps, the expensive steps it takes to solidify their their merger of, so he of financial responsibilities. Man hands. Yeah. To sign. I got a so lot. He- 
Where's my commission? Where, 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 where is my commission? Niggas owe me. Niggas he's owe like, me. he's like an inverse hitch. Like hitch, hook up with the guy. Not like that, but they like, you know, spend time together on some Dr. Phil shit. Mm. And then Will Smith playing hitch, get you hooked up with the girl. Will Smith will sleep with your future wife. I have a good time. Uh, yeah. That's what Monkey D. Chiranti do. He basically sleeps with your future wife and exposes her to his finer things in life. And then when he rejects her, I guess she's like, I can't have him. So whoever finds her next ends up being her suitor. If we can find another word for reject, that would be great. Let me oh, look okay. up a synonym. I, I think it's what they call it. A synonym or simile or synonym. Describe the 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 tears shed, Not the word spread, the cussing in my ear on the cell phones by all of these beautiful women hearing them cry their heart out because the love connection was not what they thought it was. And they don't direct all of those choice words my direction. Because you reject them and turn them away. And then they say, he doesn't listen to me. He doesn't appreciate me. I will not stand by and allow you to solely my name live on air for the world to hear. Huh? Hey, man. Ladies, I I am a catch. I tell you. I just call these women and be like, yo, be my guest on the Jazz Comedy Show. Let's just talk about life. You know, I've grown so much. It'll just come up. I've grown so much. Look at how confidently I'm taking all this abuse. I am confident in the man that I am today. And I couldn't be the man that I am today. If I wasn't the man of yesterday, then not now. Javante. Yes. Remember when that lady rolled up on you and Rouse? She was like 68, 69 years old. Wait, oh, you're making up. Told you how handsome you was. Okay. She asked you if you'd go to sushi with her. And you pushed her into the cereal aisle. Yo, you crazy. All right, let me explain this. <laughs> See, I got some explain. significant, some significant fucking adjustments to make to this fucking liar. All right. This is what we got. The only thing that happened, and this isn't me bragging or gluten, but there was a, a little dame from you know, I knew from around the way. I met in Hollywood. I met in you, Hollywood. This the way he Describes the female counterpart to our male species. Oh, oh my God. So the female day. Continue with your patriarchy. Son. Yo, by the way, y'all, he's married and he on some hating that shit. Period. All right, so here we go. <laughs> he just wants to see why. Right, here we go. Hating ass nigga. Uh, blow my shit up. Happily married over there. Got it. Got it. Got him a little something beautiful, gorgeous, and caring, <laughs> nurturing by his side already. Solely my name. So when I go out there, in the brave new pan pandemic world, you know we in, we we engage in a panoramic, a global panoramic, and uh, <laughs> there's already slim pickings out there, crazy out there in these mean ass single ass nigga streets, and uh, solely my name on air. Anyways, I will explain. That shit. And this is brief. All right, this nigga here. 
I was at Ralph's, and then there was this girl. She was excited to see me, and I was like, hey, so-and-so. And And she was like, my name is, and I waited for someone to call her name out to go, yo, so-and-so, insert name, because I forgot it. And so she's like, oh, you remember my name? And I was like, yeah, I did. And so we were talking. We exchanged numbers because we just, it was by happenstance. We, you know, ran into each other in the cereal aisle at Ralph's in Studio City. It was crazy, right? What are the odds? She lives over the hill. She was on this side of the hill. Serendipitous. So we exchanged (laughs) numbers. And when we exchanged numbers, so we exchanged numbers, her idea. And so I was like, all right, Dan. And so uh, she's like, I got to go. And uh, she picks up the phone, answers the phone. It's a dude's voice. It's her dude. Didn't know she had one. Oh, in fact, here's the kicker. He's in there. He's a couple of aisles over from the cereal aisle that we was in, exchanging <laughs> numbers and shit. Like, shit's okay. And I'm in the checkout line with my groceries because that's all I came to do at the grocery stores to buy groceries. So I buy my groceries, minding my business, running to her. She ain't minding her. She's in the mind and so we exchange numbers this nigga calls her and she's like i'm in the cereal aisle gives him the latitude and longitude to where the fuck we located together exchange numbers and shit and then he's like i'll be over there she's like nah it's fine i'm just here with a friend now i have been revealed on the way and i was like oh so he's definitely on the way now and so i was checking out and they're walking past they've already checked out and she's like oh there he is waves at me these hoes oh, is treacherous. Waved oh, at me. Shit. I just gave her the head nod. He looked at me like, I want to kill me, her, you, <laughs> us. And I'm like, fam, it ain't that serious, you know? You know what you need to do. You need to check. Hey, don't check the man. Check your girl. You know what I'm saying? And, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he gave a little she slow was and sharing numbers. And shit. Man, you know what? I'm sure he tried to bust her through the... The whole headboard trying to prove a point. Like, it was way beyond physical pleasure at that point. He was, boy, clapping probably. Like, man, I, she's like, where did this come from? You know where this came You know where this came from. <laughs> and then they made Look, for all the women that done lied about having a man, uh, she actually got a man two hours over, and she's not just like, hey, I got a man. She's like, oh. Yo, she was not... She was playing. Well, look, based on that games. little brief interaction, she might marry that nigga. I mean, this is this like, was years ago. You might have had your mojo run off on her, and then you know she's happily married. You now. know what? This was years ago. Or married. Or hey, check this out. This, this was years ago, and you know their Super Mario, the Super Mario star power of a woman is limited, and so it, eventually that Spanish music stops playing so much, and you can't just run right through the Koopas. Everyone in the Mushroom Kingdom, you gotta fucking understand that you're blessed with what you got, and she probably said it with what she had. It's possible. It's a possibility. Probably Man. happened. Probably quit playing so fucking much. Probably stopped playing so many fucking games. Probably just showed him a little bit of respect. Probably did, hopefully. For his sake, her sake, their sake. I'm minding my business. Yeah. For all the single people, I do hope y'all find love and happiness. Mm-hmm. It's what the time to try and do it. But you got to do what you got to do. It's got to be done. We're designed for, for it. We're built for it. For all y'all who didn't properly plan for the end of the world because y'all was enjoying y'all holding. I know. We got, we got surprised. Mm-hmm. Shit. Can't be, can't be a hoe in Corona, huh? Niggas just taking breaks like, you know what? I'm going to not do this for a while because I've been going crazy as of late and I'm in and out of the bars and I don't remember the people's names. I've been sleeping. Yeah, now. 
They're like, how are we going to do this? I, I don't even see a third of your face. Are you attractive or not? And I'm telling you, that's been interesting, man. Have you been, have you ever seen like someone, like we're so accustomed to seeing a third of someone's fucking face, or I'm sorry, two thirds of someone's face. Isn't it crazy how sometimes what you think the lower half of their face look like and maybe they take a sip of water or something and you see see the lower half and it fucks everything up? Like, man, my mind, I have quite the imagination because it's, I mean, they're not designed the way I thought they were going to be. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know you ain't looking at nobody like that, but I'll be like, oh, okay, all right, oh, okay, okay. That's what's up, that's what's up. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. It's just like a twist. It's just, it's just, a, tw- it's just a twist in the plot. You had the plot and the thing's written a certain way, and you're like, oh, M. Night Shyamalan twist there. Can y'all believe this Negro called Me Shallow somewhere in this podcast? He's walking around judging strangers' faces. I'm talking about the day. Everyone on earth who's had to wear a mask, that's everyone on earth at this point. It's just, it's an expectations versus reality thing. I'm not thinking worse of the motherfucker. Why do you have so many expectations for I ain't got none. I was just like, hey, I wonder what the lower half of your face looks like. Is this why you're related? don't work because you have all these expectations <laughs> for other people, Trevante. Damn, you are not the family. That might be true. <laughs> I might. These lofty expectations and I'm like, damn, no one, no one can feel these shoes. Faces to be how you want their faces damn. to be. Fuck what their parents did. Fuck God. Fuck the doctor who had to maybe work on their face, Michael Jackson style. They face gotta look like what your fucking brand imagined or it doesn't work because your expectation. Who the fuck has to be approved by you, sir? I didn't say, hey, <laughs> listeners, this nigga know where I'm coming from and the point I'm trying to make, making the poor point of it. Uh, but for shits and giggles, for shits and giggles, he's paying me out to be this bastard. I'm being a bastard. I'm being a bastard. At, you are just, you know, the mother- so, no, 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 no. It's no, it's just like, look, 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 look. Are they seeing? Are they seeing? Hey. Cornflakes out. Check it out. It's kind of like uh, it's not the Fibonacci. Uh, you know, like those ink blot tests where it's like, uh, is that an old hag? You know, an old lady face, or is that a nice young woman? You know what the fuck I'm talking about. Y'all know, listeners. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. Where it's like, hey, it depends on the way that you're looking at and what you're looking at. And what's right? Shut the fuck up. So you just <laughs> now <what> I'm saying. <laughs> No, so sometimes you're like, oh, I didn't see it. I, I didn't see it going that way. It's not that it went in the worst direction. I was just like, oh, okay. You got the rounded thing going on versus the, you know, the square shit or whatever it ends up being. You just be surprised. So you just going around judging old lady. And no, lady it's jarring. Up. It's jarring because we're used to seeing motherfuckers' faces and how the face is framed and you know what I'm saying. You get an idea. What the fuck ever? It's crazy <sighs> out there, isn't it? Boy, those Lakers. Yeah. I look. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. How about those Lakers? How about look, those Lakers? I think we're going to have to wrap up the I Mean and Jazzy County Show podcast for y'all listeners. We hope y'all enjoyed our little goofiness. And that's probably my wife. Like, shut the fuck up. You being loud. Hey, uh, right. Just like a woman, just like somebody's wife. Oh, she she hears me down here enjoying myself. She's telling me to pipe <laughs> down with my happiness. 
Let me get it together. <laughs> we got to wrap up. I'm laughing too much. I'm too happy. See, see, that's a, look, who said that? Kevin Hart said that. Chris Rock said that. Every man before today said mm-hmm. that. <laughs> bringing it back around to Chris Rock. Look, look yourself in the mirror and say, fuck, yo. <laughs> hey, shout out to one of the greatest stand up comedians ever, Chris Rock. He got some else cooking up. He, he's cooking up some other shit too, I think. Man, anything he put out, I'm definitely paying for. Right. Yep. It's classic. It's gold. It's platinum. It's, it's royalty. You know what I'm saying? His, his brain work is just a mastermind of the comedy stage. It's mathematical. It's scientific. It's political. It's all of that. You know, relationships. Like, yeah. So. You got some music for us, or do I need to find some music, my brother? I got us, brother. I knew you had something for us. DJ Monkey, D Trevanti in the building, holding it down. That's Y'all see how we be just co-hosting our own shows and being guests on each other's shows on the same fucking show? Y'all don't know nothing about that mastermind. We'll teach y'all about the modernization of that later. Hey, turn one into two. <laughs> Let's vibe. I mean, the jazzy comedy show. Two brothers. And when you separate the world, shout out to the free nationals. The free nationals. Shout out to my fucking people. And all of you people, my straw hats. And my brothers in adversity. Get that big cash. What's the verb? What's the word? Shout out to big cash. Marcus Sonoma. Visionary. Stay tuned. Comedy show. I love you, JC Coley Rowe. Rest in power, Julio Coley Rowe. The Jazzy Comedy Show. I mean, podcast, straw hats, listenership around the world. Y'all know what to fucking do. Subscribe to the Jazzy Comedy Show right fucking now, please. For yourself and for others. Invite invite them to the tribe. We're here with open arms. I mean. We out. Here at the Jazzy Comedy Show, we don't care if you big or you small, you little or you tall, we don't care who you smashing or who you fucking, as long as you're keeping it jazzy, keeping it classy, we jazzing with you, jazz with us. 
Y'all hit us up on the IG. Let us know how you feel. We don't really care. If you hit us up on the verb, though, I actually will respond. Even to you motherfucking incels who got a critique. You know, somebody got to talk to you out of right motherfucking capital. Bitches. Big cast. Apple. App Store. Download it. Peace. Peace.